Previously on Lonely Boys. Sometimes in life, we hit a crossroads and are forced to choose which path we want to take. Okay, here I go. There's nothing I love more than coming home with a victory under my belt. Who do you think our count is? Okay, here I go. <laughs> For us, a million. The world, zero. Sometimes I think a takedown's better than sex. Don't get crazy now. Well, it's an endorphin rush. Plus, it makes me think of old times. I really appreciate you stepping up tonight. I wanted to say you owe me, but for some reason, it didn't feel right. Wow. Holding back from a threat. It's almost like something a friend would do. Maybe that's because it's what we are. Friends. I don't know why you said it like that, but all right. Because <laughs> I'm, well, I'm a robot. A sexy oh, robot. that's right. <laughs> well, who knew it would take tons of hate sex and a public takedown for us to get here? Yes, I hate sex. I should be going. <laughs> Good night, Waldorf. Same to you, S. All right, let's fuck now. <laughs> and there's no way of knowing if our journey will lead us to pleasure or pain. Once we've made our choice, there's no turning back. Watch out, Upper East Side. I think this could be the beginning of an ugly friendship. XOXO, gossip girl. Hey, Upper East Siders, and welcome back to another episode of the Lonely Boys Podcast. My name is Matt. I'm one of your titular Lonely Boys, and I'm here to break down Gossip Girl Season 4, Episode 9, the... Wait a second. What's the name? <laughs> the Witches of Bushwick? Is that is that the name That's of the episode? The all right, that, that is the name. Ooh, all right, starting up, oh, sorry. <laughs> starting off on a on a low note already. Uh, but I'm not here by myself. You you heard him speak already. And uh, you may be wondering who it is, but I, I, I leaked the story to page six, but he still hasn't gotten kicked off the podcast. It's Brendan Ruppel. <laughs> Hello. I'm, of course, your co-host, the creepy uncle of podcasting, a.k.a. Uncle Cream. Hi, little hello, Cremation, recording live as always from the crematorium. I'm the editor-in-chief here at Cream Weekly, Dr. Officer Cream reporting for duty. Cream, yes, cream. cream yes, cream. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, really Ooh. good, really good. You mean, uh, Brendan? I almost like, kept laughing because after I said hello, I realized in my headphones like how like weirdly goofy cartoony it sounded. Like It sounded like a Disney character. <laughs> like, hello, hello. I was like, whoa, come on, I'm way too hot. I was <laughs> hello just, there. I was just laughing at your intro. Because um, you know we can, you could, you could have started over and we could have edited it out, but now I think we're too deep in. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, I, 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 want, right. I want people to know that this is all real, baby. This all is, real. You know that this isn't the fifth take that I that I'm I'm trying out here. I don't know why I panicked. I it was it was written down. I just I I, I just doubted myself. I, I doubted myself. Hey, it never happens to me, but Brendan, it happens to other people. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Brendan, would you believe me if I said we had a guest this episode? I wouldn't. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, if you can believe it, we did have a guest scheduled, but, uh, you know, the Lindenhurst people have been flakes, and apparently the Philadelphians can also be flakes as well, so, wow. uh, and for, it is just the two of us, is a very last minute uh, cancellation, you know, we, we ever since the guest hour started, we have one of these uh, solo dolo episodes once per season, so uh, we're, we're getting this one out of the way here, it's season four, episode nine. Have you been, like, scheduling one where we purposely don't have an... Have a guess? No, or it just, just happens to work out that okay. way. Yeah. Also, you've been we've been coming at Lindenhurst really hard all season long so far, and I think it's really just because been Connor Corinne who couldn't make it. So we, we could just yep. say it. Say it was. Too. <laughs> yeah, it was. But <clears throat> they make up two fifths of the Lindenhurst month, and at the time they had made up two thirds of the Lindenhurst month. So yeah. it's just okay. Well, look, you know, can I just say that. other Lindenhurstians 
have been coming on you here know, and crushing it. So thank you to the rest of them. <laughs> and originally I'd asked him, do you want to be on the same episode? And they were like, no, no, we'll do separate. So if they had just been on the same episode, it would only be one episode. I got, uh, I wow. got affected by that. But instead they spread themselves out just to both cancel. <laughs> wow. Brutal. And luckily they won't be listening to this. Thank God. I would never want them to listen to this. They don't deserve yeah, this. I would, I would force them to not listen. That's the one subscribe and follow we do not want. I would go in their house. I would play it on their Bose speaker and make them go into a different room <laughs> to force them to not listen. Oh, brother. Well, um, here we are. Just the two of us. Here we are. Um, how are you? I just I just saw you yesterday, so yeah. not much has changed since then. Are you, are you as tired as I am? I'm pretty tired. I was beat today, man. I was falling asleep in all of my classes that I had to uh, t- that I had to sub today. I uh, as soon as I got to uh, my shift at the pizza making plant, I chugged some diet coke to wake me up. Uh, had a boy. Yeah, I've been I've been a, a tired boy today. Yeah, yeah, I'm a tired boy as well. I, I had to catch up on other podcasting things over the weekend too because I was behind on Blitzball Battle games. So me and Peter had to do sure. uh, a double game recap right before this one. So, so I'm I'm. Uh, Plan hurt, but I'm playing through it all, and it's a double night record, baby. I gotta tell you, I, I woke up, of course, at three thirty in the morning to do my run before work, as I am, as I'm one to do. Yeah, and it was uh, very painful because the, the amount of blisters that are on my feet <laughs> it is it is absurd. I, I guess my my feet were not used to that movement that that is required for hand the tennis. Stop and where, start. Yeah. A lot of stuff. Yeah, where well, I wasn't, I, I wasn't winded at any point. Uh, my, my my serving hand is a little sore, but uh, there there are some blisters on my feet, and then of course a cut on the top of my foot that that was also hurting. So my, my feet are banged up right now. Yeah, there's got to be a certain kind of shoe that tennis players use because it, it is so much like getting up to top speed quickly, then stopping in a, at a dime. It definitely yeah. I, that explains a lot of the blisters. So my legs are in a lot of pain. Like they're actually getting better throughout the day, but I woke up this morning, I was still sore from. All the sporting we had been doing for uh, All the Daniel sporting. Street weekend. Everyone keeps asking me uh, what what we did over the weekend, and I and I'm like, oh, some wiffle ball, some hand tennis, and no one is some asking what hand ball. tennis is. <laughs> <laughs> no one's asking what hand tennis is, so I guess it's reached the masses at this point. We're I was gonna <laughs> say, I mean, if you really break it down, it's pretty self-explanatory. It is. Tennis yeah, maybe they're afraid they're gonna sound like an idiot. I do feel stupid when I explain it. Like, my boss asked me what it was today, and I was like, well, you know. You, you, I was ready to give him like some crazy explanation, like, "Well, that sounds really cool," but then I, when you really start it into it, you're like, "Well, you know, it's kind of like you, you play tennis with your hands," and then it's not that exciting yeah. after that. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I'll, I'll tell you, you know, what the rules are. Like, you can hit the ball three times with your hands, and it can hit the ground twice. Like, <laughs> okay, really cool. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, in my uh, public speaking class, sophomore year of college. Uh, we had to do an informative speech, and one of the and you have to brainstorm a bunch of topics that could be yours and, and hand them in, and then uh, your your the professor gives remarks. And I, one of mine was one of my ideas was uh, an informative speech on on how to play hand tennis. Oh yeah, and she loved it. She was she was a huge fan of that. She's like hand tennis, that's great. You got to do that one. <laughs> wow, and how'd it go? Did you do it? No, instead I went with uh, I I did an informative speech on Donald Glover instead, and why he's the best. Uh, why he's the best? Uh, I guess. That's pretty good too. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one. I was going to do that for um, my composition two class my freshman year of college. Uh, I was going to talk about Donald Glover as well for some some sort of similar type of assignment. But before I went up there, I had a panic attack and threw up in the bathroom, so I didn't get to end up doing it. <laughs> yeah, Donald Glover will do that to people. He will. <laughs> I just had so much to say. I was so excited to talk about him. I just couldn't handle <laughs> it. So much to say. 
I was so good in that class. I got an A. It was really I, it was the easiest A I've ever gotten. Uh, you know, I I, I saw. I saw someone in the elevator for my public speaking class once. Uh, uh, going back to the going back to the dorms after a night of, of partying, and she's like, "Hey, you're in my public speaking class." I was like, oh, your your speech was was really was really good. And I was like, "Oh, thank you so much." And she was like, "How was my speech? Did I do all right?" And I was like, "No, nah, it wasn't that good." <laughs> you did not I, say that to her. I don't know why I decided to be Are so you honest me? and like neg her. <laughs> I didn't say. I don't think I said it wasn't. I was like, "Yeah, I could have used some work, but." <laughs> <laughs> and so she went out of her way to address you, like, "Hey, you you were awesome." I thought she was looking for honesty. I don't know. I can't, you know. This was around, back to Daniel Street weekend. Uh, I think I told you guys when I came back to the picnic tables, but I went to, up to the bar to get a drink, and some guy at, uh, online behind me like, taps my shoulder. I thought I was going to know the guy. Usually when you touch people, you know them, but he touched right. me, and I had never seen him in my life. He's like, hey, man, I like your shirt. Like The front and back's really cool. Like made a comment about the front and the back. <laughs> I was like, thanks. So that in this situation, you no, know, most shirts the front's either good or the back's good, but this one has <laughs> both. both. It's really good. It's the sign of a true amazing shirt. But uh, then he asked, "How's my shirt, though?" And I said, "Yeah, I could use some work." <laughs> so the exact same conversation. Yeah. It's like your your front and back are both bad. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, for two on that front. Yeah, on that front and on that back. And I said, I "Don't fucking nice, touch me, nice. by the way." <laughs> and I drank his beer. Oh. Uh, well, of course, you have to at that yeah. point, just to establish dominance. <laughs> yeah. So we had a good weekend, and uh, now weekend. we're podcasting about Gossip Girl. So let's, let's get into the episode. Let's get into we? it. Um, I learns. would say you could ask me what my favorite and least favorite characters are, but I think we save that for the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, right? we'll, we'll save that okay. one. Um, Dorina learns that she has until the end of Chuck Saints and Sinner's Masquerade Ball to choose between Dan or Nate. Penny joins forces with Juliet and Vanessa to take down Serena. Meanwhile, Blair sets her sights on becoming the new face of Anne Archibald's Foundation for Girls, but her relationship with Chuck may hinder her acceptance. I think we have officially reached the era of Gossip Girl where the writers are choosing words out of a hat and just like... (laughs) And Masquerade makes up like half the hat. Yep. Saints and Sinners Masquerade Ball, of course. Anne Archibald's Foundation for Girls, naturally. (laughs) Foundation for Girls. (laughs) Why do we bring her back? Of all people... Jenny is joining force with Juliet and Vanessa. Sure. <laughs> like, what is <laughs> Original air date, November 15th, 2010. The episode title is The Witches of Bushwick. Brendan, it's your time to shine. Do you know what this is referencing? I don't. But mm-hmm, I'm going mm-hmm. to guess The Bitches of Bushwick. Um, let me find my little note. Gossip Girl of the Season 4. Here sign. we are. Um, so you went with the bitches of Bushwick. That's correct. Uh, you decided to switch witches to bitches. You should have <laughs> switched Bushwick to Eastwick, because it's, of course, the 1987 uh, movie, The Witches of Eastwick. I've never heard of Eastwick in my life. Um, witches of Eastwick. Let's see what this movie is about. Yeah, it looks like 1987. It looks like we got some Jack Nicholson here. Me with these 80s movies. Yeah. Uh, three single women in a picture- picturesque village have their wishes granted at a cost when a mysterious and flamboyant man arrives in their lives. Mm. It's going to be tough for me. They've been doing so many old movies. I, I, this, I know. this show has made me realize how little movies I've seen. I've, I've probably seen less now than like half a percent of all movies. Yeah, and how little, uh, how little movies you've heard of. Damn. We have Jack Nicholson, Cher, Susan Sarandon, Michelle Pfeiffer... Uh, Veronica Cartwright, Richard Jenkson, Je- Jenkson, Jenkins. So a, a, a decent cast here. Right, at least I've heard of some of the names. Yeah. So uh, you're going to unfortunately go down to two for nine. 
I'm starting to question whether you're going to finish at a uh, 500 here. This is an abysmal start to the season. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 the way I started with that offer, I I really had no chance. It was going to be tough. It was going to be tough. tough. You, anyway, you slice it. Though we open on a Venn diagram. Serena, Dan, and Nate are the three circles, and I don't understand why. Uh, the, the Dan circle is Brooklyn, known since Constance, almost related, easy to talk to, takes out of her element, and then Jenny with an exclamation point. Okay. Okay. The Nate, the Nate circle lives on the UES, Upper East Side, of course, known since childhood, great smile, loyal, conveniently located, and then what? Juliet. Can I- I, it seems like... Instead of doing a pros and cons list, which makes much more <laughs> sense, Eric and Elliot have decided to go with the three-way Venn diagram, where Dan has a circle filled with pros and cons, Nate has a circle filled with pros and cons, and then Serena also gets a circle, which I don't understand. In the Serena circle, we have Dreamer, smarter than she thinks, amazing style, great hair, center of attention. Is this really, in, a, in a separate circle? Yes, this is the Serena circle. <laughs> and now where they overlap here... Uh, the the Dan and I, I don't think there was anything in the center of the three where all three of them have. Uh-huh. But in the Dan and Serena overlap, we have excellent writer, sincere poetry. Dan and Serena are Serena, both excellent writers. Since when? I mean, what? Dan is a writer at least. Since when is Serena an excellent writer? Poetry? I've never seen either of them write poetry. It, I don't Serena think. maybe has written something down. I don't say that she's an excellent writer. Yeah, and then for Serena and Nate, we have athletic and lacrosse. Since when? Their their thing should be can write their names. That should yes. be that should be about it. And then here in the Dan and Nate circle, the overlap we have six feet tall, which neither of them are. Penn Badley <laughs> is five foot nine, and Chase eight. Crawford is five foot ten and a half. But they have six. I mean, I guess to Eric, everyone is six feet tall. Not to shame <laughs> short kings of the world. Uh, and then also second chance. So they, I mean, none of these make sense. Why are most of these blatantly incorrect? And, and they're talking themselves up with how awesome they are at this, and yeah, <laughs> this it was is, bad. This is perfect for them. It's like, no, don't believe me. Like we're really smart. <laughs> none of these. Yeah, it looks like Eric and Elliot, who is finally back, uh, are creating the uh, Venn diagram circles using their compasses and protractors and such from math class. Yeah, because Elliot's and a math Serena guy. Mocked, yeah, Serena mocks, but Elliot got an eight hundred on his math SAT. Yeah, doesn't make, it doesn't mean you're good at making yeah. whatever this is. <laughs> Whatever this is, but why do they think Dan and Nate are six feet tall? And, and why are they figuring this out using Venn diagrams? This, this is a flawed system to begin with. And what's the, the protractor for just for making the circles? I guess so, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, And also, is Serena really still somehow choosing between these two? Like, Dan gave, didn't give up once and for all after last week? We still don't I mean, know what so happened Serena- that night like when Dan was waiting in the street and Nate was talking to her. Did he end she up approaching says, the two of them? No, she says, uh, yeah, I don't know if he approached, but... So, Serena says uh, that she already chose. After she broke up with Colin, she called Dan, and then Nate showed up and said some things that she couldn't ignore. And then she ignored him and hasn't spoken to either of them since. So she hasn't Yeah, so in my head, him. she saw Dan after Nate said those things, and she just didn't say a word and turned around and went upstairs. Yeah, and started running. And I guess, Yeah, and then I guess Nate and Dan talked after that. And then, yeah, and then Lily comes in and shows Serena a nice newspaper article about our old buddy Colin Forrester. And the, the newspaper article reads, why did Colin Forrester leave Columbia students eager? Wait, hold on. Let me start that over. Why did Colin Forrester leave Columbia students eager to learn about the psychology of business? Answer, his funny business with Serena Vanderwoodson. Like, this was in the post? <laughs> really catchy headline, like, too. Was it? Was this a, 
like was this a joke for is this joke of the episode like what what on earth was that <laughs> sure there's, there's a lot of jokes of the episode in this one so i i, I won't say that that quite one yeah why did Colin Forrester leave Columbia students eager to learn about the psychology of business? Answer: His funny business with Serena Vanderwood. Like, they, I would have so many questions if I read the, if I read that first line of an article. So, what, what was the picture of? Just his face? I don't know. I, I didn't notice. But Serena tells Lily to call them and force them to issue a retraction, uh, like rich people have the power to do. But Lily says that half of New York saw her kiss him at the ballet, which of course they did because Serena's an idiot. And also, how would really a retraction to... help? Because the pa- paper's already out, and there's a paper every day. Right, so the next day, a paper. I think the paper would come out and say, uh, and say, uh, regarding the article yesterday, we take it back. <laughs> we take it back. That's. A, I don't think that really helps. It's already retracted. <laughs> Didn't happen. Ari Serena. <laughs> XOXO. New York Post. <laughs> so uh, Dean Ruther wants to see the Vanderwoods and ladies in her office. Um, Dan calls Serena. He's leaving a message for her because he, he saw the post. And he wants her to know that Brooklyn is a great place to avoid nasty looks unless you throw your recyclables in the trash or open a uh, chain store with questionable labor practices, which I can't believe Dan isn't fed up with her and he's still leaving messages on her phone. Uh, it's, it's pathetic, honestly. He's, he's like, oh, cool. Re- like, he's like glad she was in trouble so that he, she would like, come running to him. Yeah. So he has an excuse to call her. And Nate waltzes in, and again, just deadpans. I left the exact same message, only without the lame Brooklyn joke. Which, <laughs> Nate being such a matter-of-fact Dan hater has really been killing me. It's so out of character for him. <laughs> It is. It's funny, and he's he's been he's been a bad actor this this past couple of episodes. He's been so robotic, I feel like in all of season four. Uh, yeah, even, like, especially he, later on when they they're supposed to be the kind of like buzz or drunk, he's even more yeah. <laughs> robotic. I think when he has to be mean, he just comes. He just can't do it. He yeah. just comes off as uh, as stiff. But so. Dan and Nate start bickering about how Serena was just using them to make a billionaire jealous. And uh, Dan's like, why are you even here? And then Vanessa comes out of nowhere and Dan's just like, I bet you're responsible. And she is. Vanessa thinks they miss each other. Dan jokes, he's like, I haven't been yelling Nate's name in my sleep, if that's what you're thinking. And Nate says that he hasn't written Mrs. Nate Humphrey in his notebook. But, <laughs> Which would be cute uh, they if both laugh. Yeah, <laughs> They both laugh at their great jokes. And uh, just like that, they're bros again. And that's the Dan and Nate we know and love. And Vanessa walks away looking very pleased with herself. She should never be pleased with herself. She should always be disappointed in herself, just like her parents yeah, but are. <laughs> everything is going according to plan for Vanessa. At least I am glad that they're friends. I want them to be friends. So it's yes, of one, one good thing to come out of this stupid plan. Absolutely. Um, Chuck and Blair here. Chuck has a day of meetings ahead of him to get the Empire back on top. And Blair has a meeting with Anne Archibald today, Mrs. Captain herself. And Chuck tells her that with her glow, Anne will beg her to be the face of her new foundation. Blair tells Chuck that uh, it's a hormonal response to orgasm, nothing more. And Chuck just replies, what else would it be? I mean, these two are really back uh, full tilt. <laughs> yeah, also, and another episode. Uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, you know, go on. I, I just wanted, I was just going to go into that, what, what this foundation, like, how many foundations are there? And this one's, just, this one's just called Girls Foundation? Girls Foundation, baby. Girls Inc. I, I don't know, understand why we needed an excuse to get this woman back into the show. We need an excuse for Blair to want something that Serena, that they can frame to make it look like Serena is taking from her. Don't know why Ann Archibald has to be the one in charge. I don't know. Nate got his acting skills from his mom also. Both Blair, yeah, she's terrible. Um, also, another episode where Blair goes out of her way to point out that Chuck has made her orgasm. Yeah, they're... they're I mean, I, I could say one thing about this season so far. It's finally getting Please horny. Do. It's finally getting horny. Finally! For the show that's like branded as the horny show it took until the middle of season four for it to actually be horny 
And that was the original name of the show, The Horny Show. The Horny Show. <laughs> Welcome to The Horny Show. <laughs> we're horny, we're horny, we're really, really horny. That was the theme song, yeah. You got <laughs> they're, it. They're all doing kick line together. <laughs> Rufus in a big hat. <laughs> <laughs> and try my famous chili. <laughs> oh, boy. Blair, Blair needs a reservation at uh, some restaurant, so Chuck tells her he'll make it happen and gives her a little kiss on the cheek. So they're they're going to have a little friend date, and Chuck leaves, and Blair frantically calls in Dorota. Uh, she needs Sam Bricado and an assortment of Chloe that's subtle but sexy. And Dorota's so confused. She's like, for your meeting with Miss Archibald? But uh, <laughs> no, no. It's it's for Blair's dinner with Chuck, and then Blair knows that Dorota's going to judge her, so she starts uh, barking orders at her. As she should. Uh, you know, this is where I, I want Dorota to take a mainline plot line and just go for it and she should go sleuthing on her own and stop blair from being with chuck i think that would be interesting i, I want to see more dorota and less mrs archibald yeah of course. i mean i think anyone would agree with that yeah i want to meet the one and archibald stan they're, they're probably out there throw us a comment yeah, thank there was god an email she's back. thank god mrs captain is back <laughs> this is we captain. love mrs captain <laughs> so, we love mrs nate archibald <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. is that what he says? No, Mrs. Nate Humphrey. Mrs. Nate Humphrey. When Nate says he wants, he he's not. Oh he's not yeah, writing, yeah, Mrs. Yeah, Nate. Yeah, yeah. I've been writing Mrs. Nate Humphrey in my book, of course. Uh, dinner for two at eight. Uh, Chuck's making the reservation. He wouldn't ask, but it's important. It's as easy as that for Chuck. Uh, Serena and Lily are at the dean's office, and Lily just wants to put this behind them. And Serena's like, even if I have to wear a scarlet letter for something I didn't do. What the hell did Serena think was going to happen when she started dating her professor? Like, how is Serena trying to make herself completely innocent? I, I don't know. Am I victim blaming here? No, you're not. But I, I think her point is that everyone thinks, and they're not saying it out loud, which is the annoying part. I, you kind of have to put together that she's mad. Everyone thinks they actually fucked. Whereas that's where Correct. she's, she's like didn't. being pedantic about it. Like, I didn't really screw him. We just like were emotionally dating, and yeah. I we just up had with an affair. Time. Yeah. It's like. Ugh. So that's her point you, of contention. You can't just. You can't just willingly date your professor while you're taking his class and then just be like, oh, well, everyone thinks we're fucking? Like, yeah, if you're dating <laughs> Yeah, we this, do. <laughs> yeah, everyone does think that. <laughs> and then everyone, like, you're a, a, like you're citywide famous slut in everyone's eyes. Like, you, you, this is what everyone's pegging you as, and you're trying to tell everyone, no, I'm not a slut anymore. And then you date your professor. Guys, I'm not the citywide slut anymore. <laughs> I'm rebranding. Rebranding. Dean Ruther comes in. Dean Ruther really getting a lot of episodes in the, in the first half of this season. Uh, she comes in, yeah, tells so Lily that time. I know she's she's the new like main character of the show, and she tells Lily this is no trivial matter. And Lily hopes that Dean will let her family make it up to her with an endowment so that she can build a moat to keep out the press. But the only thing that Dean Ruther wants is for Lily to withdraw her daughter from Columbia. And now I'm going to quickly shift to being Team Serena. Yeah, exactly. But I, I also crazy. like how the first episode we don't have a guest in a while, and we've had a lot of women on the show. And we started off by victim blaming and then calling Serena a slut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what happens when it's just the two of us. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, I'm really glad the way uh, Lily handled this in this episode. Oh, thank God. Yes. Uh, apparently, hundreds of parents have called concerned about teachers. So Dean Ruther has to look at the bigger picture. It's no longer just Serena's education that she has to consider. It's like, 
What? How is this Serena's problem? Be- because people start rumors about her. Uh, people are worried about the teachers. Like, worried about what? They they should be worried that the teachers are fucking their students. Or, or sorry, not fucking, but uh, riding cabs with them and, and going <laughs> on weekend trips with them. Like Serena should not be getting kicked out because her professor wanted to date one of his students, and now the dean is getting uh, concerned phone calls. Hey, what do, what does the parents think? Like that Serena girl is going to make all the students get <laughs> all of us going to make our yeah. kids get fucked by the you said they're concerned for the <laughs> teachers like yeah serena's there so she's gonna she's gonna have sex with all the teachers and they're not gonna be teaching our students anymore they're just gonna be fucking serena <laughs> i thought i uh, thought they were concerned that their kids were gonna get fucked by teachers also maybe maybe i, I don't know dean Ruther is very vague she just says they're concerned about the teachers uh so Lily tells Dean that Serena had not not Dean the Dean sorry uh, not a new character named Dean. The Lily Dean. tells the Dean that the Dean that Serena had other Ivy League offers and Ruther is like yeah so Serena just needs to get out of the city we'll refund her tuition I'm, I'm happy to facilitate like, a oh that's great for yeah. her I'll help her get into one yeah of those. oh so good I'm so happy she has other Ivy League uh, considerations and then Lily goes into the like queen mode she says. I think you misunderstood me. Serena chose Columbia, and despite your judgment, she is the victim here. And I'm sure the Times would love to do an article about a dean who tolerates professors in power positions exploiting female students. Fuck yes, mm, Lily. Get him, Dumber Dilly. Get, get her, Dumble Dilly. Dumbler Dilly. <laughs> Doesn't really roll with the tongue. <laughs> the, the dean goes quiet, and even Serena has to give a little smile like, yeah, my, my mom just saved awesome. my ass again. <laughs> Thank you, mommy. All that happens is somehow I get myself into trouble. Then Blair and mommy help me. <laughs> yes, the whole series. My two mommies. Um, so uh, the dean tells Serena that she hopes she'll consider her offer, but uh, Lily just fucking owned her there. Absolutely. She's, I mean, she's absolutely right. right. She's like, absolutely right. The dean has no leg to stand on there. Like, why are you? Why are you? It's like, wait a second. Kick out the but he's like, we're blaming Serena. Like, you you know that the professor is in the wrong here, and like, all I have to do is leak this to one newspaper, and it's over. Right, and the, and the professor already took care of what should have happened. Like he should have been fired, but he quit, and then he's gone. That's it. That's it. That's all that needs to happen. Serena's there, so you know, citywide slut Serena is going to be fucking all the teachers. <laughs> yeah, you know, no matter what school she trans- transfers to, she's going to play her magic with those teachers too. Honestly. She probably will, yes. <laughs> well, that's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dan and Nate are shooting some hoots in the loft, and Nate swears he was over Serena, but then he thought it was Juliet who got in between them, so he just had to try again. And they both wallow in the fact that Serena hasn't spoken to either of them since the end of last week's episode, and uh, they're going to lay out the facts. They both like the same girl. They tried pretending they didn't, but they do. And they tried to act like they don't care that they're friends, but they do. Uh, I-, I like after this, Dan sinks a shot after like saying that, and Nate just goes, that was good, that was good. <laughs> Like really just hyping him up, and then really and then Nate there. gets really one, good. and he's like, "I just won." Like, what was the scoring yeah, system? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah. We, we really uh, seeing who wins here because I just won. Like, what? <laughs> it's okay. I, I I I don't know if you feel this way at all, but I'm sort of annoyed that Nate so quickly is back on the Serena train. Like, he he was in, into, so into Juliet all season long. Yeah, and as as soon as Juliet gets turned by Vanessa because apparently she's stupid. Uh, Nate's yeah, like, wait a second. Apparently. I actually always liked Serena this whole time, and it just took yeah, me. Yeah, it was until just Juliet who was getting in the way. Yeah, I don't like that either. Um, the, both of them are giving Serena way too many chances. Like, the, uh, she should not be in the position to be choosing either yeah. of them. But here I, we I'm are. I'm less mad again. at Dan because at least they've. I don't like the way they've been playing him this season, where he's been so pathetic. But at least he is pathetic, so it makes sense, like that he's being <laughs> yes, pathetic because yeah. he's just such a sad. Exactly. Sack, he he has nothing else to do. Yeah, and, and he suggests that they both take their best shot, and like the gentlemen they are, agree to be fine with whoever Serena picks. Uh, no way this can go wrong, right? It's it's gonna be perfect. It's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be our first uh, 
our first poly of the uh, of the show. Uh, finally, we've been waiting for it. We've been waiting for it. I choose both. I can't choose. <laughs> so Serena and Lily are back home. Serena thinks the dean was actually trembling, and she tells Lily she was very impressive. And she also thanks Lily for believing her because it means a lot, and she swears that Lily knows everything now. And Lily wants no more surprises. Jenny comes downstairs, and Lily is so happy to see her. She's like, that's the kind of surprise I like. And Serena wishes she could say the same, but uh, she still hates Jenny, so she leaves to say hi to Eric and Elliot. And again, Lily gives Jenny a big hug, and she's really so happy to see her. Yeah, Lily is uh, a fantastic mother to those that are not Jenny, her kids. Jenny, my favorite my daughter. My favorite daughter. <laughs> you would never have sex with your professor. <laughs> you but just Jenny schemed some- to get them out of town. Exactly. Jenny has something to tell Lily. She says, uh, this girl, Juliet Sharp, called me in Hudson and asked for my help to take Serena down. Now, I know Serena still hates me, so I might have done something like this last year, but not now. So, did did you think that, once again, the show got us so pumped up with a cliffhanger only for the next writer to come in and completely no, walk no, everything no. back? I, I did. As, or, as soon as she started talking to Lily about this and was laying it all out, like, okay, I don't know how, but yeah, but this is some somehow a part of the plan. Okay, so you, you, you knew that Jenny yeah. had, had something up her sleeve. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... Lily tells Jenny that uh, she's heard everything, and uh, Juliet's reign is over now that she failed to get Serena kicked out. And then Jenny tells her that Juliet leaked the story to page six, and she also said she knew more, and she wasn't afraid to use it. So Lily thanks Jenny for doing the right thing, and she goes, and I will take it from here. Whenever Lily says, I will take it from here, I get chills down my spine. You, you know shit's going to go down. And she will take it from there, and she'll crush it. She, yes, Lily is such a boss, such a Dumbledore, such a Dumbledore Lily. Dumbledore Lily. <laughs> Dumbly, Dumbler Delilly. So Rufus and Lily leave, and Jenny immediately calls Juliet and Vanessa. Like, she literally does not even wait for Rufus and Lily to go up the stairs before calling them and be like, the plan's going all according to plan. <laughs> yeah, just screaming at the top of her lungs. <laughs> like, what, did she say something down there? No? All right, let's just keep going upstairs. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, she says everything's in place on her end. Juliet answers that Vanessa has the boy set too. And it looks like Serena will finally get what she deserves. So it was all part of the plan. What does she uh, what, deserve? What hap- I, I, I still am so annoyed by the motives for all these people. Like, I, I don't buy into any of the motivations. Like, I guess uh, Serena and Jenny have had a feud. Like, yes. kind of at the end of season three or like season four. I, I thought they were kind of over it a little bit, but it, I guess Jenny's not. If, if she has the opportunity to take someone down, she will. And I, th- I guess she said later on that um she heard there was some shit that went down with vanessa so she wouldn't yes. take that she said she's only doing it because uh they messed with vanessa yeah i think the biggest one i have a gripe with is juliet because she was so ready like last episode to forever just date nate and be friends with serena and then it, well and they she, fucked her up again i well at the end at, at the end of all of it but only because juliet was already part of this plan it was it was, it was she was tricked by vanessa really is what happened well yeah so that's, that's, that that's embarrassed that's on you now that she's already on Team Vanessa and she lost everything, you know, she she might as well go back yeah, full force it's, to uh, it's just such a, a quick switch being, flip. Being Tim, Team Kill Serena. It was like self sabotaging too. It was, it was just very stupid of her. Well, yeah, it didn't seem. But, I don't know. We haven't known her for that long, but it seemed out of character for her to just be like, you know what, I'm going to destroy my whole life because this one girl told me to. Well, what I want to know is what happened to Zenny Jenny because Brent, you predicted that Jenny was actually done with all of this, but right. I knew she couldn't stay away. I mean, partly because I've seen it, but I knew she couldn't stay away. Well, the two of them, between Vanessa and Jenny, were supposed to be out of this because Vanessa has always been talking shit about how the Upper East Siders act, and now she's been doing yeah. it more than ever. And yeah, yeah and we had yeah. we had Zenny Jenny, uh, Jenny and Dan are, are both so above all this, and they've been doing it a lot more lately. Yeah, well, I mean, 
regardless of why, I'm here for it. I love a good war between uh, these two sides. Uh, while, while they're doing that, Blair has her meeting with Anne, and you mentioned it earlier, but Anne sounds as robotic as ever. <laughs> she really does. Like, not like normal robot, like, not bland, just, like, more, I don't know, there's, like, actually, phys- like, technology inside of her. <laughs> yeah, she's putting everyone to sleep. Uh, she wants Blair to replace her as the face of Girls, Inc. Foundation. Uh, how long do you think it took them to come up with that name? <laughs> Probably all week. What are we, girls? Okay. <laughs> girls, Inc., how about that? What are we, fa- okay, Girls, Inc. Foundation. That's good. All right, put on some t-shirts. <laughs> I can, but, uh, I cannot, can you imagine Blair wearing a t-shirt? No, I can't. I've seen Serena wear a t-shirt, so I can't imagine that. Mm. I don't think Blair a t-shirt. <laughs> yes, I don't think Blair has ever worn a t-shirt. I mean, she would never. She never will. Uh, the board is very focused on the fact that the face of the board of the women's empowerment organization has to be empowered herself. So uh, Blair tells her that power isn't just her mission, it's her mantra, but Anne tells her that it's her personal relationships that are in question. As we see Chuck with his assistant, and Casey again? What what the hell is Casey doing back? Yeah, I I was like, wait, I know that girl. Had had she been in the background for the past few episodes? I don't think so. The way way she walks in is like we've been talking to her all season long. She's just back. Why why is she Chuck's assistant now? (laughs) Yeah, that's a good question. Who should work Chuck's for like, I'm before? Gonna bring the empire. I'm going to bring the empire back. I need Casey, of course. Who knows? Is she, so, is she, she was working in, in like fashion before, right? Yeah. Um, well, he was. He was like their. He was like Olivia Burke's. She was like Olivia Burke's agent or right. whatever. Now she's Chuck's hotel agent, hotel. I guess. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she's. Chuck's telling her all about how he's going to uh, be back in the game. Uh, she thinks that the event that Chuck has planned, that the events like that are lame because people don't check into the Empire for a black tie event. They come to live like Chuck Bass. No rules, no repercussions. Uh, she thinks that when Chuck disappeared, he ruined his brand and he needs to change back to save the hotel. Yeah, I'm annoyed, but I don't know. I've been annoyed all episode so long. But they act like Chuck has been this badass character who just like, right. breaks the rules of everyone. Like, from what we've seen, what's like, what's the, the craziest thing Chuck has ever done? Like, what's the most illegal thing he's ever done? Like, have we, have we even ever seen him like do drugs on this on screen? I guess they wouldn't um, show that, but I... no, didn't they walk in like when uh, Jack sets him up? Don't don't like the hotel investors or the board or whatever walk in on him like okay yeah doing those drugs and uh, getting ready to get rowdy with those uh, yeah that's sex true. Workers. It was, like, once and then he was like drunk for a couple episodes in a row, but that was like. I don't know, at a funeral. I don't, I don't know who saw him at the funeral. I don't know, it, they just make it seem like he's been such a delinquent for so right. long, and he really is pretty pretty tightly knit. Pretty tame, yeah. It really hasn't been that way, but at the same time, Blair is convincing Anne that Chuck has changed, even though she rarely associates with Chuck anymore. And Chuck is also saying that a relationship with Blair is the furthest thing from his mind. So uh, Chuck and Blair are both assuring other people that they'll be staying away from each other. And after, I was just talking about how, how back they were. Now other people are trying to tear them apart. Yeah, I, I think their relationship is in a good place at this point too. Where they, they I think they're both at least on the same page with with mm-hmm. whether because even even after this, they both call each other and they're both like, "All right, we're not we're not dating because yeah. it'll be bad for us." And they both agree on it, and they they're not lying like they're not lying to each other, which I think is the always yeah. their downfall. They had some they had some good communication in this episode. Exactly. So Lily has requested a meeting with Juliet. Everything going according to plan for Jenny. Uh, nothing drives a wedge between Lily and Serena like mother trying to cover up for daughter. 
And Juliet asks Jenny why she hides her talents in Hudson. And Jenny's like, uh, because she doesn't want to cross any more lines. But when Juliet said they fucked with Vanessa at the ballet, she had to help. I just love that Jenny is like a celebrity all of a sudden. Juliet is standing her all episode. <laughs> she really is. Oh my God. Her, like, Jenny shit is so great Vanessa at this. for how bad of a job she's doing compared to Jenny. Like, yeah, and she's like, great. Jenny, if, if you're here all the time, like, we'd all be working for you by now. Just like, just <laughs> yes. obsessed with her. Yes. Uh, Vanessa points out that half of what Blair does is to protect Serena, and she never pays consequences or takes responsibility. Well, that's what, you know, that's what love makes you do for, for Blair, protecting her true love, Serena, though that makes sense. Also, what has Serena and, done that's been so bad? They act like I they, she's know. this devil. Yeah, I, I t- she just has relationships with people she shouldn't, and that's it. Yeah, good. <laughs> so stay out of it. Her decision-making is bad, I will give her that. Yeah, but she's she never, she's like, never trying to malicious. Over. No, absolutely not. Right. Uh, the plan is to turn everyone against Serena, so she finally knows what it's like to be an outsider. And then the camera pans to reveal that Juliet's Serena murder board is back up. Wh- was that there it, the whole time last week? No, it definitely week, was not. Juliet, it like... definitely was not. Right. So Juliet actually found it to hang up again. Yeah, it definitely also looks more bare than it was in yeah, the beginning. Yeah, I think it was. Jenny looks amused at what she sees. <laughs> like She has the right crowd that she pulled this out in front of. <laughs> she and... did. Vanessa confirms that Dan and Nate are friends again, so all they need to do is get Serena's phone. Um, Jenny has already replaced Serena's SIM card and added all her contents, contacts so that she can make calls out, but they will get all her incoming. And I don't understand the science behind that, but it's amazing nonetheless. And where did Jenny find time to do this? To steal Serena's phone, replace the SIM card, and to also add all transfer of all of her contacts. That's insane. Wait, how? How did she do this? Maybe she just Maybe added Serena like the people she usually talks to. Morning. I don't know. Oh, she. I think she added all of her contacts. That's a lot. Yeah. She, she must have a friend that so, works at T-Mobile or something. That's probably it. Uh, they can also send all the texts they want, and no one will know it's coming from them. Uh, again, Juliet practically bowing down to Jenny's genius at this point. And Jenny and Vanessa are going to wait for incoming calls while Juliet goes to meet with Lily. So the plan is in full force. I mean, without that move, I don't know how this plan works at all. That's, that's kind of the whole thing. Yeah, they need that. Yeah. Jenny has it all figured out. Don't worry. She's got it. I feel like she must have had this plan ready to go, like an in-case-of-emergency plan where someone comes to her and, and needs to take like, down Serena. I, she, I, know, she I was, know what to do. Yeah, I mean, she because she, like, right away sprang into action. Uh, Blair is on the phone with Chuck. She's rethinking dinner. Uh, they both happen to read the same bad review about the restaurant, but when Blair asks where he read it, he says the same place she did, and she's like, Aha, I didn't read it. I'm just lying because Mrs. Captain doesn't want me to be associated with you. So, uh... Chuck says that Blair is also too good for his bad boy image. And much like I didn't know that Chuck was this such badass around town, I didn't I, know no, that Blair Blair's was the poster so child good. for, like, it's not like she's Eva, ain't the angel on earth. Right. She's, she's Blair. Like, no one looks at Blair Waldorf and is like, oh, the saint, the saint Blair. No, yeah, I'd say maybe the, she's not, you know, not like the devil, but she's, she's, actually, she's actually mean. Yeah, so I don't know where this rebranding came from, but I also like that Blair Im- immediately admits to lying as soon as she wants to yell at Chuck for also lying. <laughs> yeah very charming so chuck tells blair that he'll see her at hit at her place he has to come now but blair hangs up on him because serena's here and serena warns blair about having a secret relationship with chuck because that's how her trouble started uh again chuck is not her professor though so I, serena it really is does not apply at all so um hmm. and serena tells blair that she doesn't she just doesn't want to see her get hurt and blair says that she won't as long as she keeps her heart locked away and their interactions off the street so Blair asks uh, Serena about her love life, and it turns out Serena still can't choose between Nate or Dan. Stop me if you've heard this one before. <laughs> oh my god, so many, so many of these plots we've done a million times. Like between 
It's honestly two of the Serena things, because Serena can't choose between Dan and Nate, and the whole thing where, like, Mom won't believe that I've changed. She'll never understand. How many times have we then, done that before? And then also, people are pretending to be me at a masquerade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> We've seen all of this. <laughs> so, Blair just now realizes that... Uh, that only men being allowed to have more than one spouse in Utah is extremely sexist. I, this conversation point kind of comes out of nowhere. <laughs> but So Serena tells her to add it to her Girls, Inc. agenda. And uh, Blair tells Serena that dilemmas like these require a meditative state. So Blair says she gets hers by watching Dorota feed the ducks. And she tells Serena that she can borrow Dorota as long as she's back by dinner. What a nice offer. Very nice offer, yeah. <laughs> um, and she assumes that Serena, Serena also likes to... watching ducks eat as much as she <laughs> yes. does. <laughs> I fucking love watching those ducks eat. <laughs> uh, Serena would just rather go shopping, so that's her plan since she has to get something for the, the ball anyway. And uh, so she's off there. We have Dan and Nate on the sidewalk. They're each going to take her on the best date ever, Serena that is, to convince Serena that they're the right guy. Uh, Nate is like, oh, so you're going to take her to one of those weird movies that doesn't even make sense when you read the subtitles? Something tells me that if Nate knew how to read, the movie would make sense. <laughs> That's a very good point. I was like, I feel Even so when I'm reading these subtitles, though, which I don't know how to read, that, <laughs> the movie still doesn't make sense. I, f- I feel bad for Serena because these these this poor character is getting written to be the one, the slut of the city. She likes two boys, and she loves like she's the most basic fucking bitch of all time. <laughs> they have nothing for her besides she likes shopping and boys, and she fucks yeah. her teacher. <laughs> yeah. Like this yes. is what she's boiled down to. This is it. This is Serena. This is Serena. One of the main characters of the show. Somehow regressed character development. Yeah. So, Nate's confident that he won already, and Dan's like, what are you going to make Serena watch you play lacrosse? And Nate replies that she loves the lacrosse, <laughs> which which we now know is true thanks to the Venn diagram, thanks but I, that, I yeah. did not know it was true before this episode that Serena's such a big lacrosse head. She's never, she's never been to one of those games. It's possible. Yeah, come on. No one knows but, where they play. <laughs> So they're on. They're going to do this before Chuck's party, and Dan says that whoever she chooses, that's it. Never to be discussed or debated again. Uh, what what a mature way to handle this. It, honestly, it's nice that they're bros again, and they're joking about this, uh, for now at least. Yeah, I, th- I think they, if there were to be an actual decision made by the end of the episode, then it, it might uh, get a little contentious again. Yeah, of course uh, there is not a, de- a decision made at the end of the episode, though. Yeah. We can stretch this out for a little longer. <laughs> Yeah, there, there is certainly not a decision made at the end of the episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Vanessa and Jenny are getting Serena's text. Blair keeps texting Serena that she knows she's being paranoid, but she wants to make sure Serena isn't going after Ann Archibald's foundation, which I was like, what does that even mean? But uh, thanks for letting us in on that. It's just so random to like shoehorn in because they need a reason for Blair to oh, be yeah, mad at Serena. Another, another thing that the they episode. do with Serena all the time is... Yes. We've done this already this season. At the start of the season. Blair's going to steal, or Serena's going to steal Blair's thing, which she's not, but that's that's going to be, the, that's their go-to, which is like, how do we get Blair mad at Serena? Have you ever known Serena to be like a, an activist? Well, I guess I've never known Blair to be an activist either, but why would you want to be a part of the Girls Foundation? She's already got her stupid yeah. other club that she's a part of on, the, on <laughs> campus. Exactly. So uh, Vanessa gets both Dan and Nate's text asking Serena out tonight, and Jenny tells her to reject both of them, but only after she toys with them enough to make them hate her. At least for the night, which, honestly, listen, Jenny really is a genius. I, I feel like each time, each season Jenny comes back, her powers are exponentially stronger. I, 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 she's, when she spends time away, she's able to kind of I don't know, dissociate with, with all the noise and can just focus on what she's best at and doesn't get wrapped up in, you know, other people attacking her back. She can just kind of 
be puppet master from the from behind the scenes and really yeah. really she's definitely her been, craft. She's definitely been working on a on a playbook a la Barney Stinson must, in her she time off. She must be. Yeah. We need an episode of that where we just go through Jenny's playbook. Absolutely. So Jenny texts Dan, can't wait, see you there from Serena. Uh noticeably not using a Blackberry. I don't know what kind of phone this is now with the with the swipe texting, but Jenny was not using a Blackberry. Hmm. Maybe she's gone to Android now. Maybe, maybe. Dan gets the text message. He's happy. He gives a little fist bump. Dan gets the same message, and uh, get this, he is also happy. <laughs> also happy. We just see little shots of both of them, like, smiling and being slightly happy. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah, brother. I'm winning this bet. <laughs> so, Blair and Chuck. Blair says that Casey is right and that black and white is too decadent. Saints and Sinners has a much nicer feel for a party theme, apparently. Uh, there's something alluring about an angel turned to the dark side. Has she, has she been wearing a mask the whole episode, or is it just she started wearing it in this scene? Uh, I don't believe she was wearing a mask the whole episode. <laughs> I, I like to think that she was wearing this masquerade mask before they got, came up with the idea for the party. <laughs> <laughs> just the whole episode. Um, and Blair suggests a masquerade, and at this point I was like, we're really doing this again? Like, it's, <laughs> I, I, we, We've mentioned it's this. Be, it's one I per mean, season. I mean, come on. We've done this it's once tradition. per season. It's the same, and it's for the same reason every time. It's like we need a case of mistaken identity. Let's put right. them all in masks. Exactly. So, Chuck gives Gossip Girl the update on the party change. So now, of course, everyone will know. Uh, I love that the first thing Chuck has to do after a change in plans is uh, I'll let Gossip Girl know. <laughs> like it's his, one of his good like friends. His, yeah, his closest friend. <laughs> I'll let Gigi know about the change. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, they uh, you know they keep doing this so that there's a way for people to disguise themselves as other characters. Uh, what was the Jenny gang going to do if it wasn't a masquerade party tonight, though? That's a, that's a very good point. <laughs> like, they happen to be very lucky that there are masks involved tonight. Because yeah, it was just, just a black tie event. Cause it's, yeah, because this is not like a Halloween party, so it wouldn't have been like costumes anyway. It would have been right. black tie. Like, Juliet can't just go kiss Dan and Nate and be like, I'm Serena. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she could try. I mean, it would have worked on Nate. <laughs> Oh, hey, Serena. <laughs> no, it's me, Serena. I'm blonde. <laughs> and I, I love teachers. <laughs> I love my cousin, Col- I mean, my professor, Colin. <laughs> my brother, so, Ben, so hot. I mean, Eric? I mean, this guy in jail. <laughs> I mean, brother, Eric. <laughs> um, so they continue to plot with each other, and uh, scheming is obviously Blair and Chuck's love language because now they're like full on going at each other. And while they're getting freaky, Blair mentions her public condemnation. So Chuck's like, "I love public." Blair says, "I love com- condemnation." <laughs> Chuck replies, "I love you," which, uh oh, th- those three words, eight letters, and he realizes immediately. Uh, of course, Blair heard him as well. How could she not? But Blair just says, "Of course, no one does black like Dior." And uh, I guess it's not too awkward because they they continue to go as they were. Yeah, you thought this was going to stop it, and they're just like, you know what? Mm. I, I guess she must love him as well, because she doesn't mind. I know. I like when Blair later is basically like, I did the polite thing and pretended like I didn't hear him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, the way it played out, I was like, I think he knows that she did hear. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he could live in denial and pretend like she didn't, but they both know. Like, like, how could she not? It's he, not nearly he said as, it right to her. Yeah, exactly. Like, looking each other in the eye. But it's, it's not as awkward because they have such a history where they, they kind of know, like, right. yeah, but there's definitely, like, there's been love here for a long time, and it doesn't fully go away ever. Right. So, 
Lily and Juliet here. Lily tells Juliet that it has come to her attention that Juliet is behind the page six story. And Juliet tells her that when you're not born with a silver spoon in your mouth, you want to eat, you have to work. So Lily tells Juliet that Serena and Colin are over, so she better not continue to jeopardize her future. And Juliet swears that she won't mention Colin's name again. And goes, if only he weren't the only teacher Serena had an inappropriate relationship with. And then she takes a sip of her tea, which, well played, Juliet, well played. Good, a well-timed sip. Yeah, oh yeah, that that sip really clinches it. That's exactly what it sounded like. Then <laughs> I know what you, the listeners are thinking. That was not a clip pulled directly from the episode. That was I, actually yep. Brendan doing an impression. That's Isn't me. That I'm crazy. A, I'm a, a good sip impressor. Yeah, I, I mean, I've always said that about you. I could do a lot. Of, so give me a celebrity. I could do their sip. All right, let's hear let's hear Jay Leno's sip of tea. That's good tea. <laughs> That was really good, yeah. That's that's great. <laughs> so, um, Lily tells Juliet she's not sure what she's referring to, and Juliet tells her she thinks she does, because something like that doesn't go down without a parent knowing. I mean, boarding school? Serena was a minor. Anyway, knowing that it's a pattern might help Dean Ruther find her grounds for expulsion. I thought Juliet was bluffing, but it looks like she's referring to something specific. I, 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 how didn't does Juliet this, right? Right, no. Because it's, it seems like she's just bluffing at first, but she mentions this, like specific thing she's like boarding school serena was a minor uh, like how does she know about serena's time in boarding school we, we don't ever really find out how she found out no um maybe I, I guess this is some information that maybe jenny had on her or either jenny or vanessa had this information on her and let juliet know right but we were not let in on that part of the plan and lily asks juliet how much it will take for her to leave her daughter alone and we don't find out the answer right now because we're gonna switch over to serena shopping with eric and elliot yeah, do we ever get a uh, number elliot... on that what's the, what's the total dollar amount was no i don't think so i think juliet just says uh i have a new sugar daddy and her name is lily or I, I, I see Juliet coming serena. back to the gang like well next part of the plan is in play and she just flexes a hundred dollar bill <laughs> we are good to go. Lily gave Lily gave me thirty five dollars and twenty cents. <laughs> I have rent for the Let's next year. Let's go, girls. <laughs> <laughs> Serena shopping with Eric and Elliot. Uh, Elliot doesn't know how this is better than Venn diagrams. Like I didn't know this guy was so obsessed with Venn diagrams. Like this guy's a regular Kamala Harris. Is that something she likes? Venn diagrams. Oh, you're not familiar with the Kamala Harris loves Venn diagrams video. <laughs> no. You'll have to love. You'll have it's to watch good. that one. She's right. obsessed with the things. She's <laughs> okay. a regular Elliot. But she probably actually actually knows how to use them, unlike these two. I don't know. She was seeming pretty loopy when she was talking about. <laughs> it. Okay, good. So, Serena's so bad at decisions, she can't even decide between the two dresses she's looking at. And everyone gets the Goss Girl blast about Chuck's new party theme. So now neither of those options will work for Serena. Uh, Serena also reads the blast, even though Jenny has her SIM card, so she can't receive any messages. Oh, good point. They said she could only send out. Right. Gossip Girl is able to defy all, all tech. Also, Gossip Girl is so so powerful that she can reach phones without SIM cards. Wow. Impressive, I know. I, that must have been part so, of the, the update that we got at the end of last season. Yeah, yeah. That was all part of the update yeah. with the live feeds and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, Serena asks her gaze if she should uh, go as a saint or a sinner. And Eric is like, listen, you, you can't even choose between Dan or Nate. I'm not touching good versus evil. I... I mean, I've said this so many times already, and I'm sure I'll say it more times, but I still can't believe Dan and Nate are willingly letting Serena string them along and take her time picking one of them. Like, they are completely opening themselves up to being fucked over again. They're obsessed. It's insane. I, I, they just they don't have yet. anything else going on in their lives. They might as well just 
sit there and wait for her. They can I don't each blame them. Get, can each get another girl if they want. They don't want anyone else. They want oh. Serena. She's so interesting. <laughs> That's so sad. So I'm interesting. So, I feel so bad for them. <laughs> Eric and Elliot leave just as Juliet comes in, and Serena asks what she's doing here. Juliet takes it to mean, how can a person so poor afford to come in here? And she's like, uh, Serena tells her she only has herself to blame for Colin cutting her off. But luckily, she has a new benefactor. And she just goes, I think you know her. Uh, Lily Vanderwood's in Bass Humphrey. What is her name? Which, nice. My favorite brand of nice. joke. I know uh, you she like can't that. Keep tra- yeah. Uh, she can't keep track of her last name. But don't worry. She can just look at the check. And Serena doesn't know why she would give Juliet money since page six is already issuing a retraction and Juliet tells her it's because she didn't want anyone knowing Serena's other secret, which what a shame it would be for everyone to find out what an embarrassment it is to have Serena as a daughter. And Serena seems genuinely confused. And that's like, Juliet is mentioning this specific thing, which Lily seems to know about. But when she mentions that same thing to Serena, it's about Serena. Serena seems confused. She's like, what are you talking about? Like, I have no idea. Maybe, what you're maybe she's about. just confused because there's no way that Julia could know this. No, right. So maybe. So it it, it just is we because we still as an audience do not know what this is. So it's hard to keep track of like what's going on here. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm I'm guessing it it did happen because the way Lily talks about it later through Rufus. Right. Right. Um, and calls Vanessa. He asks if she's at the loss with Serena, and Vanessa says she's here, but Serena's not. Uh, Dan was expecting her at the park and is confused as to why she didn't show up. And then Vanessa hangs up, and Jenny, uh has her phone to reveal a text from Nate also asking where she is and Nate's doing the same thing to Chuck he he uh, tells Chuck that uh, is Serena there waiting for him and Nate assumes there must have been some communication or miscommunication and Chuck uses this moment to seamlessly transition into his problem he goes oh, miscommunications they seem to be your area of expertise in fact you've probably said your share of inappropriate things during intercourse <laughs> wow Whoa. what a segue <laughs> Chuck should be a podcast. Se- seamless. Segue. That was really good. <laughs> it's like, what did you do? Did you talk too dirty or get her name wrong? And Chuck says that he said those three little words, but uh, he thinks that Blair probably didn't even hear him because pleasure dulls the senses, which according to who? I didn't know this about it dulls pleasure. dulls the senses? Yeah, he says it, pleasure dulls the sense, the other senses so that she wouldn't be able to hear him. It's certainly a, a delight to the senses. I don't know if it dulls the senses. You don't go, uh, you don't go deaf after getting fucked so good? I can't hear for I can't hear for three days. <laughs> what? I can't hear you. You're too busy making me orgasm. <laughs> I believe that was a direct quote from Blair. <laughs> can't use my uh, arms claims... for a month. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that? I can't, can't use my arms for a month. Can't use your arms for a month? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So Nate claims that when a guy says that during sex, it doesn't mean I love you. It means I love having sex with you, which I you know, good to know. Uh, yeah, I, I guess that's 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 fair. I, I was uncomfortable when Nate said that, honestly. Yeah, it was very uh, very douchey. I love having him. sex with you. <laughs> love having I love having sex with you, girl. <laughs> Even though I can't use my arms for a month afterwards. <laughs> Dorota and Blair. Uh, since Dorota keeps badgering it out of Blair, she will tell her that it is true. Chuck said he loved her while in a compromising position, and Dorota tells Blair this is just like her book about the time traveler, which she just happens to have in her pocket. Uh, Blair thinks that Chuck probably didn't mean it. He simply blurted it out in the height of passion. And Blair did the polite thing by pretending not to hear, which, again, I think that's the move. Uh, have you have you ever accidentally said I love you while in the heat of passion? Uh, no, I would never say such a nasty thing. No, of course not. I always I go, what do you usually... I like you, I like you, I like you. <laughs> I like you, I like you, I like you as more than a friend. I like you, like you. 
Yeah, that's right. And she pretends <laughs> she pretends not to hear, it, and she's just like, hmm, okay. Like you, like you as more than a friend. Oh, sorry, I was, I was just in such a heat of passion. She's usually <laughs> reading her time travelers book during. Yeah, yeah. She usually reads that while you, while you guys are doing it. Yeah. So Dorota is surprised that Blair didn't say I love you back, but Blair says she's an empowered woman and she won't let those three words change that. And then Blair confiscates Dorota's book because it's clearly distracting her. Poor Dorota. Poor Dorota. The one thing she likes. I know. She says so she's going to have to go feed the ducks again for Blair. Is that a euphemism? Uh, I hope not. I hope not, Dorota. I hope it's just, uh, I hope it's just literal. <laughs> um, so Serena asks Lily if uh, Lily paid Juliet off, and Juliet replies, if you mean did I stop Juliet from leaking information to page six? The answer is yes, and she says it proudly. She's so confident this episode. She is, well, is she ever really not confident? No, she's always confident. Yeah. That's why we love Lily. But now Serena knows that Lily doesn't actually believe that she didn't sleep with Colin. She just said that to the dean so that she could stay at Columbia. And Serena asks Lily what Juliet said she had, but Lily says what's important is that it's taken care of. And... I think Serena's understandably pissed that Lily uh, just completely bought this, to her, lie from Juliet, no question to ask. Like, she hears that her daughter slept with another professor, and she just believes it. And uh, that has to hurt if you're Serena, but at the same time, uh, as Lily says, Serena isn't really known for making great decisions. I'm, I'm guessing you're Team Lily here. Yeah, I'm always Team Lily. Especially because the, the one thing I wanted from Lily at the very least was to her, like, to at least say out loud that Serena is the victim in the situation. Once we got past that, yeah, I'm like, cool. And she did that. Now take, whatever, take care of it however you want. And Lily here has an infinite wallet. Is she just throws away like the money out of out of like her cash on her, like whatever it may be. Like say it's ten thousand dollars, she'll never see that. It's a drop in the bucket. Let her throw right. some money at some people just to make this go away. Who cares if she believes her you or wallet? Not? Her wallet is so fat it makes uh, George Costanza's wallet look like it's uh, just a single yes. dollar bill. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, Serena tells Lily that Juliet has nothing because she did nothing. And she tells Lily, "You just let yourself get blackmailed for no reason." But again, she doesn't care. Respond, I don't care. Like, I yeah. just, I'll throw money at anyone. What you, okay, so I got blackmailed. I, I lost, you know, ooh, my ooh. my walking around money, my pocket change. She right. just goes, and then she says, "Can you blame me? It's not like you have a history of great decision making, which is harsh but fair." And uh, Serena blames it on Lily, always just assuming the worst of her, and she storms out. Yeah, I mean, like she has a history of this from when she was a kid, and. You're going to tell me that now a college kid that was, like, actually dating her professor and was seen kissing in public, you guys didn't have sex? Like, I would kind of believe that you did, too. Yeah, and I mean, Lily's just like, listen, she should say, like, listen, regardless of whether I believe you or not, like, Juliet's saying she has something. Who cares? Let me just nip this in the bud now. Even if it's like, what if she, even if she just has, like, something that's doctored, you know, you're going to be in the press again. People are going to be talking about yeah, you again. Out of the news. Let's just give Juliet some money and fucking live, uh, give you some privacy for once. I agree. But that, Serena's not going to see it that way. Um, lobster pot pie, cheesecake in a jar, and John DeLucci arrive to Blair's. I, I do not know who John DeLucci is, but I guess another cameo here. And uh, DeRosa thinks this is so romantic, compares it to her Time Traveler book again. Uh, Blair disrobes to reveal that she's wearing a dress, and she tells Dorota to let Anne and the board know she got delayed, because presumably she has to go fuck Chuck again. Now that uh, Chuck has sent her John DeLucci and uh, some cheesecake in a jar. Yeah, pretty much. There's like, oh. I, All she needs is the gesture, and then she's like, I gotta go take care of this. Exactly. I mean, I don't I don't blame her. When I see lobster pot pie and cheesecake in a jar, I get horny, too. I, <laughs> I get horny, but not hungry. I, I don't want to eat any of that at all. No, I, I can't eat either of those things, so I just get horny. <laughs> I, get, I just get horny for John DeLucci. Now... 
as a vegan, I should, oh, obviously that goes without saying as, as a vegan, I, I know that I'm not allowed to eat cheesecake in a jar or lobster pot pie. Vegans allowed to fornicate with uh, lobster pot pie and cheesecake in a jar. If mm. they get horny. So like like an American that. pie style. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. That's a good question. American, American lobster pot pie. <laughs> I, I imagine if you aren't supposed to have pets, you probably can't fuck a lobster pie. Yeah, I think those are the hardcore vegans <laughs> that aren't allowed to. Uh, yeah, well, so um, the hardcores would be upset at you coring a pie. Right. I mean, okay. See what happens when uh, it's just the two of us. We really, uh, really left our own devices. Talk about <laughs> having sex with cheesecakes in a jar. <laughs> You're the one that surprisingly brought that up. You must be tired. I think I, I, I really am tired. But so Blair, of course, threatens. Uh, <laughs> Blair threatens to de- deportation to Dorota again before leaving and uh, tells her she better not let them leave. Blair is going, says she's going straight to hell with all the other sinners. And uh, Dorota actually looks very excited and she even smiles when she leaves. Mm, yes. Like, she- oh yeah, Blair's a sinner. <laughs> like, I, I didn't think, hell. I thought she uh, disapproved of her and Chuck, but uh, for some reason she's excited about it now. I like, she, 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 she liked the romantic act. Yeah, exactly. So Dan and Nate end up meeting up. They both commiserate about how they got stood up. And then Serena shows up to ask what they're doing here and tells them it's really not a good time. Which is very see- funny seeing it from Dan and Nate's point of view. Like, <laughs> yeah. she stands them up and then she's just like, guys, what the fuck are you doing here? Not this is a good time. time. Like, yeah, like, what? <laughs> you, you, you stood us up. Um, they're just immediately pissed at her. Nate tells her that she's obviously not going to end this, so they are. And uh, Dan gives her the ultimato and says, you know how we both feel, so you have until midnight to decide. And it's like, he still doesn't cut her off. He says, oh, you fucked us over again? Well, that's it. You have until midnight to now decide between the two of us. Like, what are you... <laughs> You're extending her deadline. <laughs> yeah. So... I, I think she, she's, like, she's pushing them two into each other's arms, honestly. I was going to say, uh, Anna and Nate, like, walk off arm in arm together. They do. I mean, they don't actually... But in all seriousness, they, they turn around at the exact same time and walk away in unison, which was very funny. I wish they walked with their arms in each other's backs, like... Blair and Chuck. And And walk walk away away. speed walking. Every scene like that from now on. Um, Jenny is reading through Serena's texts. Uh, Eric asks her how she's doing after the blowout with her mom. So now the only one left is Blair. Juliet has Serena's resume. Uh, Not sure how, but I I guess maybe Jenny was able to steal that as well. And she wants Vanessa to give it to Ann Archibald and tell her that Serena is interested in being the face of her organization. So that's why we got that random throwaway line of saying of uh, Blair saying that Serena better not take this from her. Right, because I, I was um, confused about that. I was like, what the hell? Why did she want to do that? Yes, so yeah. that, that's why we got that throwaway line. Yeah, how did uh, she get this? Is, that makes no sense. That she got the... First of all, how, where did she get Serena's resume? And also, what is on Serena's resume? Well, she had those jobs during uh she, she was a politician for a little while well it was an agent was in for fashion. three days yeah fucked a politician yeah she, she should just write fucked a politician almost fucked a professor <laughs> took and dropped out of psychology of business was in a car crash education uh forgot to go to brown went to columbia uh pending <laughs> possible expulsion <laughs> yeah, uh, not much is going on loves on lacrosse resume, i don't think Lacrosse, lacrosse watches Nate's lacrosse games, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will say th- this plan is very thought out. Uh, more kudos to Jenny here, who has like beat by beat is like, okay, this is how we'll get Dan and Nate to turn against her. This is how we'll get uh, Lily to turn against her. This is how we'll get Blair to turn against her. So it's just little by little, like one by one, yeah. they're isolating her from no, every they, single person in her life. They, they've left no no stone 
no stone unturned and she just she, she's finding ways to do all these things that no one ever could have done besides jenny like, right. I, they I, don't turn rufus against her so I, I feel like rufus should call her and be like i still love you want my chili <laughs> i think he gets she gets one of those calls every day honestly <laughs> rufus you, you wake me up with this every single fucking day <laughs> Try my stinky chili. <laughs> Poor guy. I His whole diet you, is waffles chili. <laughs> waffles and chili, Serena. <laughs> I still love you. <laughs> so, um, Vanessa asks uh, what she does if Blair sees her, and Jenny simply says, lie, which may be easy for Jenny, but Vanessa is obviously terrible at thinking <laughs> on Vanessa looks like sweaty in that season. That season. <laughs> All of season four. It's Vanessa's sweaty season. Vanessa is like sweaty this season. <laughs> Every time she's on the screen in season four, she's just sweating all over the place. It's heavy pit stains. So, uh, they get a Gossip Girl blast about a lonely boy and golden boy both declaring their love for Cinderina. Um, Cinderina, pretty stupid name. <laughs> golden boy is good. Golden boy is good. Nate is golden sense. boy. Especially because he has like that... Uh, Golden Retriever energy. Exactly, yes. Uh, Juliet is shocked that Nate and Dan still have not completely written her off. And it's like, you and me both, sister. Yeah. They're both way too forgiving. So Vanessa asks how they can keep Serena from making a choice. I love these brainstorming sessions. It's, it's like they're working in an office pitching ideas for something. It's like they work for, uh, they're on TMZ right now, yeah. pitching ideas back and forth. And as soon as they need uh, an idea, Jenny's like, oh, I got it. Easy. Yeah, exactly. And even Vanessa, I, you know, Kind of likable when she's working with Jenny and Juliet. I find myself uh, not rooting for her, but like rooting for the side that she's on. No, she makes me cringy. She makes you cringy. Makes me cringy, yeah. <laughs> if you couldn't I, tell during this podcast. <laughs> Listen, she's, <laughs> she's the weak link here, but I, I did not hate her again in this episode. Oh, I think that's why she makes me cringy, because we, you have these two powerhouses, and then you have like Vanessa. Who, just just knowing her history, it's... It's embarrassing that she's here, and I think she's even called out yeah. for it by Julia. Yeah, I'm, so I'm not enjoying watching her. I'm not, I'm not. You're right, though. I'm not. I'm not hating her as much as I usually am. But she just. She's so, ever league with these two. Yeah, and you know this plan like rests on a lot of stuff. Like there's a lot of moving parts. It's it's certainly not too late for Vanessa to fuck this all up. Exactly. So. Jenny tells them that they don't have to keep Serena from choosing. They have to make the choice for her. Take off your clothes and take out your credit card, which I think is a good catchphrase from Jenny. Put on a shirt. Put it on a shirt, baby. Because, uh, we we are at... start telling people at the end of the show to buy our, our shirts. Take off your clothes and take out your credit card <laughs> and buy all of our shirts. <laughs> buy all every single one of our shirts. Uh, we are at the event of the week, the classic Saints and Sinners Masquerade, and it looks like we are going to have a plot that yet again involves a mistaken identity for Serena due to a mask party, which... Much like Blair joining a secret society, it feels like we are going to this well once per season. Yeah, I'm glad at least that Jenny is here for this because uh, she is the one that started it all. That's right. Uh, Jenny loves any time she can t- combine uh, styling with revenge, and she tells Juliet this, is, this isn't her first masquerade party, which, yes, is very true. Which, and uh, Juliet puts her angel mask on, and she will see Jenny inside. This party seems pretty wild. Everyone is just making out with each other. I, Apparently, I, again, there's nothing hornier like than I said Eagles about this, and Devils. This season of Gossip Girl is the horniest. This really is the horny season of Gossip Girl. And Nate and Dan walk in and wish each other luck. They're still arm in arm, of course. And they, <laughs> they wish each other luck. I, I hope that after Serena decides, they also find each other and tell each other, like, good game. Lo- loving the good sportsmanship between <laughs> these two. 
it, good game. I, I good know. Game. I, I talk about Letterkenny a lot, and you called me out for it yesterday. Oh boy! But these guys are starting to have Radley and Jonesy energy for all those uh, stands out there. Letterkenny, those two characters in that show are two best friends that only date the same girl like together. They only do <laughs> trios. And there's an that episode where interesting. they, uh, the girl that they usually date, only wants to date one of them and doesn't care who, just and either one of them. And they're like, no, we only date together. <laughs> they're just they're just like two straight guys though. It's very funny. Yeah, I this this show seems a little weird for me. They're it's it's they two of the cutest friends in all of television. So I I think Dan and Nate need to get to that level. Cuter than Troy and Abed. No, okay, there you go. There's, they're number two. All right, there you go. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, so, well, you can talk about that with uh, Colin Stone if he ever makes an appearance back to this podcast. So, uh, Juliet comes in. She tells the doorman she's Serena Vanderwoodson. Uh, no ID or anything needed. And the doorman is just like, yeah, okay, you're Serena. So, she meets up with Jenny, who is dressed exactly the same. And I don't I guess Juliet was, I mean, I guess Jenny was on the list, so she was able to get in. And uh, Juliet tells her that this should buy them enough time to make Serena's life hell. A part of me thought that they both said Serena Vanderwoodson. And it was. It took a third try by Serena herself for it to not. <laughs> Wait, I know I've heard that name. Before. I heard it at least twice today. <laughs> Vanessa's on the phone with Juliet. Uh, she got Serena's resume to Anne, but Blair isn't there. Uh, if Serena wanted this job, would she really give her resume to Anne? Like, I feel like she'd just go up to Anne and be like, "I'm interested in being the face of your foundation." Yeah, like, you know who I am. Very, uh, like help me out. informal for her. Yeah, so. Juliet lets Vanessa know that Blair's at the party, and now Vanessa just has to get the board members to the party, which Vanessa doesn't think the board members will want to go to one of Chuck's parties, and I would agree with her, but we've seen that the dean and all the professors just go to every party every with the party. students, so why not Why not board members of random companies as well? <laughs> the Dean Ruther is hooking up with Colin. <laughs> just going at what? it. What? It's a Saints and Sinners party. <laughs> And I guess so, it gets annoyed when she sees Vanessa bothering her. Oh, God, you again? You again? <laughs> uh, Juliet wants Vanessa to tell Anne that Blair has arranged a special surprise to show her dedication to Girls, Inc., and then tells her, Vanessa, you really need to start showing more initiative. Jenny's carrying you on this thing, which is so... Just, which like, is true. Why did, why did Juliet become Vanessa's boss? I love it. Yeah, because didn't Vanessa bring Juliet to Jenny? Yes, but now, now uh, Juliet's like, uh, yeah, uh, we're going to bring this up at your performance review at the end of the month, actually, <laughs> yeah. Vanessa. You you have not been uh, pulling your weight here like like everyone's favorite Jenny has yeah. been. And Jenny is our boss now. And Jenny is our boss, and I'm your boss, and that is the pecking order. So Blair, thinks who she, Blair sees who she thinks is Serena, and she asks where Chuck is, and uh, fake Serena, who is Juliet, just turns her head. Serena's best friend Blair cannot tell that this is not Serena, so Blair tells her she knows she doesn't approve of Chuck, but Serena has bad ideas all the time, so she should let Blair just make one. And she tells, uh, you know, she's talking about Colin again, but so not only does Blair not recognize that this is not Serena, but now fake Serena is just straight up not answering her or saying anything, and Blair doesn't find this suspicious at all for some reason. Yeah, the, the, the fake Serena silence for all the characters she does it to is so stupid, and I hate it so much. Yeah, and everyone's so and it's not like and they don't get together and are like, wasn't it weird that Serena didn't say anything to any of us all night? Was, was not facing us and was just looking away from us, but still stayed kind of near nearby. Yeah, it would listen like, to what we were saying, Serena's... but then not say anything back. Did Serena say anything to you after you kissed her? No, me neither. But yeah, but she was uh, wearing Serena's perfume, so it must be her. <laughs> That's all it takes. All it's, it's the small yeah. details like that. 
<laughs> so uh, we get a Rufus and Lily dinner scene. I guess they didn't make it to the Saints and Sinners party. Rufus is all disappointed. Uh, <laughs> He's I, like, he knows it. I know it's not. Everybody's hooking up there. No, it's not. <laughs> I know it's not my bolognese. <laughs> it's, it's not a stinky chili either, which is <laughs> it's just something. Oh, we just I just want to clock how funny this is too, because bolognese is basically like the fancy version of chili. <laughs> <laughs> it really is very similar to chili. Uh, it's just a like pony. yeah, it, it's just it's pretty much ground beef, which is what chili is. House husband Rufus continues to be the best Rufus. <laughs> I mean, we don't we don't see that much of him when he when he does talk. He's not annoying. He's not yelling at anybody, and he just has great one liners. Exactly. So Lily says it's delicious, but it's just a Serena situation. And Rufus is confused because he thought everything was taken care of. But Lily tells him that it would be a lot easier if Colin was the first teacher that Serena had been involved with. And what? Rufus asks if it happened at Constant. But apparently something happened at boarding school, according to Lily. Which Rufus remarks that she was just a kid. I mean, at Constance she, was also, still a ki- <laughs> she was still a kid in Constance, too. And she's pretty much a kid now. What is she, 19? 19, yeah. Yeah, it's like... Oh, she was in boarding school? She was just a kid. She wasn't the 16-year-old adult that she was in Constance. <laughs> uh, but Lily says that uh, Serena was never a kid. Believe you me. Believe you me, Serena was never a kid. And she says, so this is clearly something specific, because she says it was, she's pinpointing when it was. She says it was after the Shepherd wedding and Pete Fairman, and it didn't end well. And Lily must have done a good job covering this up, because we have never heard of this until now. No. So was she saying that it was like the, the aftermath of Pete Fairman, and she was like, super down and that was what led her to making this bad decision or something i don't know she just says that she i think she's just giving us like the setting she's like this was after the shepherd wedding and pete fairman and all of that and it didn't end well so i I don't know anything else but like did juliet just luck into something here with her fake blackmail or did she get intel that that was too specific to not have gotten intel because she knew it was at boarding school so she had to know yeah um back at the party juliet finds nate and kisses him in the serena mask and believe it or not Eight falls for this again. Much like Dan com- repeatedly falling for the Serena. Oh, I dumped someone. Now I want to talk to you, Trick. Nate, this is not the first time Nate has seen a blonde in a mask and been like, Serena? <laughs> yeah. seen you would this think he'd learn by now, but nope. no. And, and again, be suspicious. Like, use... Serena comes up to you without saying a word, kisses you, and then walks away also silent. Yes. And every time he sees a blonde in a mask at a party, he thinks it's Serena for sure. Even after he kisses her, he's like, you have no idea the hell you've put me through. And then he still has to confirm if she chose in. He's like, does this mean you chose me? Yeah, I, th- I think they both say that when they each get yeah. kissed. But of course, to no answer. And so Serena now actually shows up with Eric and Elliot. Uh, the doorman lets Eric and Elliot in, but then he's like, oh, I'm sorry, what's your name again? And Serena repeats her name, and he's like, nice try, she's already inside. Which, yes, because the first person who used the name is obviously the one telling the truth. Like, that's why you should be IDing people in the first place. Right. Uh, because Serena says it's a mistake, and then the guy asks her for ID. And <laughs> I like that she says she doesn't have her ID with her because I didn't come here to rent a car. Which, <laughs> famously, the only time I ever bring identification is when rent I rent a car. car. <laughs> that's it. Only time. I, but, I have my ID with me everywhere I go, not just to rent a car. It's in your wallet. So funny, but so a visibly annoyed Serena tells Eric to go find Chuck or Casey, and uh, that's gonna doorman, you know, conveniently doesn't re- recognize Serena Vanderwoodson, so this is gonna be a problem. It, this, this, is gotta, this is gonna be the only guy in the world that doesn't recognize right. Serena Vanderwoodson. Exactly, it's like he was just on page six. Like people know who she is. <laughs> so Juliet finds Dan, or uh, at least I really hope this is Juliet and not Jenny, because uh, she also kisses Dan. Of course, uh, he also thinks she's Serena. 
like, is it lazy to use the same concept for conflict, or or is it just kind of genius that they keep going back to this well? It's lazy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt, but yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe it is just lazy. No. Um, but, but, uh, but like, not even just kidding. Like, I I genuinely do think it's lazy because I was watching it and was annoyed that I had seen this before. Like, I, it, it was <laughs> it was not enjoyable because of how repetitive it felt. Yeah. You were like, did I? watch the same episode accidentally right now like i've seen this before yeah everyone's so, a little older yes uh, juliet must be quite the kisser because dan is flummoxed and speechless and so juliet then takes off the mask and we see it's her like this is some big reveal as if we didn't already know it was her <laughs> whoa whoa it was juliet the whole time and then the music ramps up and we hear pretty reckless his own makes me want to die i i Love this song, and I love that we get to hear Taylor Momsen's music on the show in an episode where Taylor Momsen has returned. And it really works for this scene, too. Like, I was getting pumped up. Yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool. Really good song. I'm, I'm a big fan. I, I like the song, too. I know the song now, too. You, of course, because you heard it. I heard it. Well, that, well today, It's one of my faves. Before today. Yeah. It's one It's one of my faves of The the Pretty Reckless. Yeah. it's it's uh, it, I, I've gone through most of their like their top 10, 15 songs or so. Uh, okay. And this, this is definitely one of the, one of the biggest bangers. Makes me wanna die. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, Chuck and Blair think they have avoided being seen by anyone, but Juliet, of course, has tracked them down and is eyeing them. Uh, Blair tells Chuck that she heard what he said—three one-syllable words that, under the circumstances, you may or may not have meant. And Chuck asks if she wants him to have meant them. And we are in a full-blown Blair and Chuck scene, baby. As Blair answers that uh, if they were true, she'd want to know. Chuck stays quiet. Uh, Blair's deflated. But then uh, Blair says people get irrational during sex and start screaming for their mothers. I, I've i never heard she, this before. Was she referring to uh, when she had a fling with the Lord? She must have been. <laughs> she must have been. It was also uh, famously fucking his stepmom. <laughs> oh, mother. Oh, mother. <laughs> Who screams for their mother? This only ever happened to you, Blair. <laughs> yeah. Chuck should have been like, uh, Blair, I don't think that's universal, actually. <laughs> I think that was just a Lord Marcus thing. <laughs> so, uh, Blair goes to go, but Chuck finally says that he meant the words with all his heart. And uh, at that moment, Ju- Juliet's going to start pulling open the curtain, where Chuck tells Blair that Anne won't be the only person who thinks that Blair is weak for forgiving Chuck. And Blair tells Chuck that he won't be able to own a business as a bad boy bachelor. So they, they both understand the consequences. And then Juliet releases the curtain, so now everyone sees that Chuck and Blair were talking to each other. But the thing is, we were just talking about not caring about what people would think. So what's the problem here? Yeah, I guess there really is no problem. It's like, I don't care. Let everyone know. And then she lets the curtain go. Everyone sees them. And they're like, oh, no, everyone knows. Yeah, uh, for a minute. And then they're like, all right, now let's kiss. Right. Right, right, right. Um, looks like Serena has finally gotten in. Blair sees Juliet in disguise. And even she believes it's Serena and asks her what she's doing. And then Juliet turns the lights on so everyone can see what's happening. And I guess this is actually kind of genius because, like, I was like, what is this sabotage of Blair and Chuck? It's clearly not working because they don't care, you know, right. if people know. But she, she doesn't want to actually sabotage Blair and Chuck. She just wants to make it look like Serena is sabotaging her. Like, she doesn't care what the outcome is. She just wants to make it look like she's trying to sabotage. So Blair's like, what the fuck is wrong with Serena? Right. Uh, honestly, it was so obviously... Juliet to me because it, I don't I, I was so taken out of the and I was like why are they, why are they so mad at Serena right now like oh because they thought that Serena did that to them because <laughs> they was, somehow think that Juliet is Serena right it was it was so unbelievable to me that they thought it was Serena that I forgot yeah. it was supposed to be 
So Chuck says they should go up in flames together. They start making out for everyone to see, and everyone gets a Gossip Girl blast, and of course they all check it. Uh, Nate comes over to Dan, so they read the blast together, which is cute. It's, it's like when they... Uh, when the final two of American Idol like hold hands and wait to hear the results together, it's like <laughs> Dan and Nate are like holding hands, waiting to uh, for someone to reveal who Serena has chosen. But the Bless says that Serena kissed both Nate and Dan. Uh, the disguise wow. has also fooled Gossip Girl. Even she thinks this is Serena. Can you compare Nate and Dan to two finalists of uh, American Idol? Who would they be? Um, I think they're obviously uh, David Archuleta and David Cook. <laughs> okay, who's David Cook? Uh, Dan's David oh, Cook. Okay. <laughs> no, I think Dan's David <laughs> <Sure>. Cook. <laughs> Nate's David Archuleta. All right. Uh, sound off in the comments. Which which of Nate and Dan is, is the Archuleta and which is the uh, the cook? Sound off. Sound off. Uh, who were you rooting for in that season of American Idol? I was an Archuleta head. Oh, Archuleta head. Interesting. Yeah, I am on the wrong side of history where I, I was rooting for David Cook at the time. I know everyone, you know... It, up in arms that Archuleta did not win that season. And David Cook really has been forgotten to time. So uh, he didn't yeah. do much with his win, I guess. But then uh, a big one cook year head. later. I... Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Oh, yeah. uh, one year later, I believe we'd, we'd all be on the same page with Adam Lambert somehow getting robbed by Chris Allen. I don't can't even remember who Chris Allen is. Right. Uh, Adam Lambert not winning a season of American Idol is the as the most talented person to ever come out of American Idol. Yeah, I said it. Wow. He, the fact that he did not win is insane. No, yeah, he was he was incredible. What a voice on that guy. Yeah. Seen him live in person. Yeah, the uh the the show that you specifically did not invite me to. You sent me an invitation to it. Yeah. Yeah, I got I got crazy tickets from from the close family friends. Like floor seats, 6th row, Madison Square Garden. It was crazy. And you said, and for the record, you're not coming. And I said, oh, okay. Yeah. In case you even want to buy your own tickets, I made sure that the rest of the seats are sold out. Yeah, no. You bought you you bought out the rest of the, the rest <laughs> of the stadium. Right. So, uh, Dan and Nate can't believe it. Neither can Serena. But uh, there are pictures here of her kissing everyone. And I don't know. I just feel like there must be a way to disprove that this was you if you're Serena. Like. There were witnesses that she wasn't even inside the party yet, and I, I don't know. Yeah, that's what I was trying Again, to figure out, but I think there's so many people. Like, I pretty much everyone, everyone in her life thinks she did something wrong to them. So I, I, you have no one on your side right now. Yeah. I mean— Besides Eric, yeah, I guess. Anna and Nate, again, don't think it's weird that Serena has been mute all night? No, they, they don't at all. <laughs> they people should not be comparing that. notes and being like, yeah. I mean, as soon as everyone notices Serena has not been talking, that's very suspicious, but whatever. Uh Anne is walking through the party. During this scene, there are two extras really going at it with their makeup. Really are, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you noticed it too. Like, oh, what yeah. a day on set it must have been for them. <laughs> they loved it. The director just like I don't know. Was this a director being like, more, 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 while wearing his uh, sickos shirt? Yeah. Was this like a choice made by the extras? Like, let's just fucking do it. The extras must have just been like already a couple, and they were seen on the streets of Manhattan going Actually, at it. Like, hey, come in here and do that. Oh, yes, that's the making out we need for this episode. Come in here. <laughs> Get in here. Um, Anne tells Blair she doesn't see how this shows dedication to Girls, Inc., and she has lost all respect for Blair, which which is bullshit. And Blair points out, like, shouldn't empowered women get to have relationships, too? And she's like, uh, being, she says being with Chuck doesn't make uh, her any less Blair. But Anne's like, actually, uh, yes, it does. And I forgot how much Anne sucks. Yeah. But it's good reminder here. It makes absolutely no And, okay, <laughs> Has Nate even said hello to his mother in the episode where no. she, she's randomly back in town? <laughs> I don't think he, they Nate had a scene together. Down for no reason, comes to the same party that Nate is at, and they exchange zero words. 
Why did she come to this? It's so weird. Okay. Again, why is it Ann Archibald, especially if she's not going to have scenes with Nate? If they're at the same place, why do they not exchange any words? Why is Nate like, oh, hey, mom? <laughs> I haven't seen you in years. Because it would be a waste of time, which I do acknowledge. But then, right. why are we making this person Ann Archibald? Was she begging for work, this this actor? It's not, she's, she's never been a fan favorite. Show, I need to pay rent. Please let me back yeah, on the show. Just one episode. How about if I run a run a foundation called, I don't know, Girls Inc. If foundation? If she wants to <laughs> make money, she'll just blackmail Lily. Yes, I, I don't know. This was crazy. Um, and lets it slip to Blair that while she appreciates Serena's interest in the position, she's also not the kind of girl they're looking for. Love the quick burn on Serena while also ruining her friendship with Blair nonchalantly. <laughs> and so uh, Blair can't even talk to Chuck right now. She is beside herself and she needs to go talk to Serena. Uh, at this moment, we see Juliet has a vial of something. Uh, she's drugging Serena's mask. But <laughs> yeah. Nicole's like, what is that? Perfume? Like, I think she's like drugging her. God knows why. <laughs> but I think that's what I she's doing. Why she's um, and it's still not really explained Serena's by the end of the episode. No, no. Serena's trying to explain herself to Nate and Dan. Uh, Nate, of course, doesn't believe it. He's just like, so someone dressed exactly like you wearing your perfume just happened to be attracted to both of us. And it's like, Nate, are you new here? Have you, have you not been on the show before? This exact same thing has happened before. How is this so hard for you to believe? Like, Nate, look around. We're, we're at a masquerade ball. Of course this is happening. This happens every time. Serena can't explain it, but Dan has more gripes. Uh, the text from Paris, the adjunct professor, the standing both guys up on dates. And Serena tells them, she came here tonight to tell him how she felt, but Dan tells her that they can't keep chasing her in circles. Uh, love that he's also speaking for Nate as well. He's just like, me and Nate have both agreed on this. And <laughs> yeah, that's right. At, at this moment, like, what does Serena have to lose? She should literally just choose right now. She should be like, okay, choose Dan. And then at least, like, the, <laughs> the waiting game is over. She can just see how Dan reacts, but uh, Serena obviously goes, goes about things poorly. Yeah. I do feel somewhat badly for her because, like, for the first time, she is being aggressively gaslit and she has no idea what has hit her yeah and, and it, it, it feels like for no reason too yeah she doesn't know what's happening she's like i swear to god i'm not kissing i'm not going around kissing people like i don't know what you guys are all saying that i did things that i didn't so it's like it must be tough for serena in this moment yeah i would be confused as hell and so nate is with dan they both say goodbye to her they leave arm in arm again of course and juliet then switches her mask with serena's uh blair comes over and serena's like no, I didn't kiss both of them. But Blair doesn't give a shit because be, uh, she's concerned, uh, wh you know, what she did with her and Chuck. And again, poor Serena has no idea what's going on. She's like, how on earth are you blaming me for you kissing Chuck in your underwear? And did Blair's like... She was in her underwear. Was she just like in a nightgown? I don't know why she, she was in her... Yeah, wasn't she just like in a dress? Like, yeah, I, don't know. I guess that's considered I don't underwear. I don't know. If those are underwears, then call me... <laughs> I got nothing. I tried. I really tried. I really tried. But I was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, so Serena tells Blair that she couldn't be less interested. And Blair's like, okay, so Dan, Nate, and Anne are all liars. That's a lot of people. She's, 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 that's a lot of people to blame, even for you. Which, again, you can see where Blair is coming from. The evidence is not in Serena's favor. Neither is her track record. Which, again, why this plan is so perfect. So right. like, I, I see where, where all parties are coming from here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, it's a tough situation, and they they've set her up. For, well, they, I don't, I don't mean Vanessa. I mean, I guess really just Jenny. The Jays, the Jays, the Double Jays. The Double Jays. Jenny. Uh, Blair wants Serena to just admit she was wrong, but for the first time, like Serena actually hasn't done anything wrong, so she doesn't know what to do. And uh, Blair, you no, know, tells uh, 
tells Serena that she's wrong, and Serena's like, uh, you're not the first person to say that today, so it must be true. And Blair can't believe she thought Serena would ever be happy for her success, which poor Blair, who has, who has to think that Serena is uh, back to stealing her happiness. And then Serena just grabs her mask and goes to leave, but Eric tells her to stick around. Also, um, why is she now grabbing the mask for the first time? She, she hasn't worn it since she's been here, and she's going to now put it on all of a sudden on her way out? For her, on her way out. She's like, now I'm going to put my mask on, now that I'm leaving. I, maybe she's just so in shape. Maybe she doesn't want his people to see her cry, so she puts the mask on. Maybe. So, Eric tells her to stick around. Serena doesn't see why she should. She's like, no one can see that uh, that she's changed, so why should she care? It, um, it's really funny that Serena thinks she actually changed. Like, she's obviously not to blame for any of this tonight, but how has she changed at all? It, it, she, said, she keeps saying this, but again, we're, we're going over the same issues she's had with everyone for the whole show so far. So it sounds like yeah. you, you've got nowhere. She happens to not be wrong tonight, but she's way more sanctimonious than she should be. She's like, I've changed and no one appreciates it. Like, you haven't changed. You just haven't done all these things that people are saying. You're still the same Serena, though. <laughs> she, she, she loves but, saying she changed. It's one of her favorite things I to know. say. I didn't get in the cab. <laughs> hey, Serena. Jesus Christ. All right. You God. say this to us every single fucking night. <laughs> Eric says that he cares, but that's good not good enough for Serena. She says, you're my little brother. You're not enough. Why would she Ouch. phrase it like that? Like that's, I don't know. She's a dick. Yeah, what like, does that why mean? Can't she just be like, like, you're, you're, you're less than? Because you're my you're little brother? You're not enough. Like, like, why can't she just be like, I don't know how she would have phrased it, but it's not this way, where she says, you're my little brother. You're not enough. She's just lashing out. Asshole. Asshole. Chuck thinks Casey's going to yell at him and Blair, but it turns out, unlike Serena, Casey can admit when she's wrong. Uh, the big romantic gesture showed everyone that the hedonist has a heart. And at this point, I have to be like, why does anyone care? Apparently, with the press uh, this is getting, the Empire is going to be fully booked by Monday. Like, imagine choosing what hotel to stay at in New York and being like, <laughs> well, the owner of this one kissed Blair Waldorf, <laughs> yeah, so we got to stay here. Thinking the same thing. And why, why are people now, like, excited to go stay at a hotel? Like, this is your vacation is to go stay at a New York City hotel that some guy has like a girlfriend at. it's so weird like, on a monday we're gonna go stay at a hotel in new york city on a monday just for we a night to see the what the we gotta stay at the place owned by the person who kisses blair waldorf like you're not gonna see the guy who, who who is staying at hotels based on who owns them dating back to, like dating back but like going back to like what she says in the beginning of the episode where she's like people come to the empire because they want to live like chuck bass like i've never checked into a hotel to live like the owner <laughs> Like, let's get down like Conrad Hilton did back in the day. Like, what, is, what are you talking about? Very anyway, strange. So, Casey wants uh, some photo ops with Blair as Chuck Bass's girlfriend. And it looks like they've gotten away with breaking the rules. Uh, Chuck thinks they can Ooh, just have everything. Game. but Breaking the rules? Yeah, that Fairly Odd Parents game. PlayStation 2. Oh, I remember that one. Oh, yeah. Not as good as the Rocket Power game. Nothing is. That's such a classic. Yeah. So Chuck thinks uh, that they can have everything, but Blair tells him that uh, it's just Chuck who can, not Blair. Um, and it is kind of an interesting develop here as, as another way to temporarily keep them apart because they don't, like, break up here. They they just, like, amicably split, kind of. And, and it is an interesting thing where Blair's like, listen, I, I have to be me. I can't just be your girlfriend right now. Right. She doesn't want her identity to just be Chuck's thing. Yeah, and that's what it is, because, I mean, as it stands now, Chuck is getting everything that he wants, but Blair lost out on Earl's Inc. Foundation because uh, of her dating Chuck. Yeah. 
And this is good. I, get, I like that it's not like where it usually is where they say, well, it's now or never. If you don't, if we're not right. going to be in this together forever, it's going to be never. I do like that. Yes, they are. Mm. They are maturing these two. Yeah. Somehow, the the Eva era has turned them into like the healthiest version of themselves. At like all, all, all the hate, all the hate sex brought them to where they are now. <laughs> and that's what they said last episode. Yeah. Um, no, more on that in a second. But Serena leaves the party, and she is immediately not doing well. Like I don't know what Juliet put in her mask, but it is knocking her out. And was this part of the plan, or did Juliet go rogue? This is rogue, fully rogue. Fully rogue. Because you know, so they, Juliet... they text her like, "Where are you?" Like, like she's not following the plan right now because they, they <laughs> yeah, don't know what exactly. the hell. I think I think it's complete before the drugging. It's it's all done, and then she yes. adds another phase. Exactly. And so Juliet finds her, in quotes, uh, on the sidewalk and puts her in a cab and tells the driver that Serena had too much to drink. And she slams the door shut and gets in next to her. And again, Serena is passed the fuck out in the back seat there. Um, Chuck and Blair outside. Chuck tells Blair that he will give her money to start any foundation she wants, but Blair says that won't change anything. As long as she's with Chuck, she's Hillary in the White House, but she wants to be Hillary, this, Hillary, Hillary the Secretary of State, but with better hair. Um, a necessary dig at Hillary's hair. That definitely That's needs to happen. That's a good dig. I agree. Does this make Chuck uh, Bill Clinton? I guess so. I, I can see Chuck playing sax. <laughs> I don't know how this... What's better? Chuck... Someone doing an impression of Chuck doing an impression of Bill Clinton? Oh, my. Or someone doing an impression, or someone doing an impression of Bill Clinton doing an impression of Chuck Bass? <laughs> That's a really good question. I would love to see I the actual Bill Clinton do Chuck. I, I think that would be... <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I think uh, Bill Clinton might be pretty senile right now. I don't know if he'd be able to do it. <laughs> that is true. So uh, Chuck's still uh, saying they can build the money their... to start whatever foundation you want. That was really That's good. That's more just Bill Clinton. I'm Chuck really Bass. <laughs> <laughs> I did not have sexual relations with <laughs> I'm trying to do Chuck. I, I did not have sexual relations with that woman. I did not inhale. <laughs> <laughs> I love blue, I love blue dresses. <laughs> I love blue dresses. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, um, Chuck's making the the uh, the hard pitch to make this work, and Chuck usually pretends he doesn't care, but he's really going for it this time. He's like, "We can be like Brad and Angelina," but Blair tells Chuck that Angelina won an Oscar first, and so, like I said, she needs to be Blair Waldorf first before she's Chuck Bass's girlfriend. I, I think she's not giving her enough herself enough credit. Like she is Blair fucking Waldorf. Like she. No one can take that away from her, even though she's not the the, uh, the face of Girls Inc. Foundation. She still right. is Blair Waldorf. Yeah, she doesn't have anything going on right now, but she has the attitude that can get her something. So, like, she's still, she's still yeah. like a sophomore in college. Yeah. Yeah, time. So Chuck Chuck tells Blair again that he loves her, and Blair tells him, I love you too. So uh, this is good, at least. And Blair doesn't want Chuck to wait for her, but he says, two people are meant to be together. Eventually, they'll find their way back. Yeah. Iconic line from Chuck. If two, but I can't do it, Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna try. Uh, and I, again, an iconic line from Chuck. Together, eventually found their way back. Oh yeah, <laughs> I do. <laughs> so, That's after Blair um, says, "Do you really believe that?" <laughs> I skipped her part. <laughs> <laughs> I bet we would find this quote on every YouTube compilation video of them. I'm sure uh, Sarah Gar, of course, friend of the I pod. I felt like this would be on there this somewhere. Video. Yeah, of course. And Chuck affirms that he really believes that, and Blair does too. So Blair touches his face once more and leaves. Um, I, I love them in this episode. I really did. Oh, yeah, this is great. This is, this is the only fresh thing in this entire episode 
the sure they they have you know, they've always had the, the chemistry now they have the communication uh and it just happens to come at a time where they're not going to be together but they understand they, they know where they stand with each other at the very least yes and, and what do we think of blair's decision here to uh to try to forge her own path before coming back to chuck i think it's fine i, I think i don't see why she can't date him and still work on her own stuff um Maybe, Girls Inc. is really getting to her. Yeah, I, I think maybe got in her head a little bit. Yeah. Jenny and Vanessa can't find Juliet. Uh, clearly, uh, we can see now that Juliet has gone rogue. Um, Jenny says she has to go back to Hudson before her luck runs out and she runs into Blair and her dad. So people don't know where she is, right? Like, how is this the one Gossip Girl episode where some someone somehow doesn't see her and snap a picture of her and send it to Gossip Girl? Because like, she stayed in Brooklyn, Some episodes. Yeah. Yes, some episodes you literally can't breathe without Gossip Girl reporting, and then this episode, yeah. Jenny can enact an entire forty-nine point plan without anyone knowing she's here. She goes straight to that room and stays. Oh, they're in this this terrible neighborhood too, because they're in Juliet's apartment, right? So she goes straight yeah, to that guess, apartment yeah. and doesn't leave the house. Camp out there. Uh, Vanessa's happy that Team Brooklyn finally won one, and asks Jenny if she's sure she can't celebrate. Uh, we see Juliet and Serena in the cab. Vanessa has texted Juliet asking where she is. But Juliet is busy typing out an email to Dean Ruther as Serena. I got your, she says, I got your message and you're right. Please consider this my official withdrawal from Columbia. Uh, Juliet going all out right now, which, you know what? I love a chaotic queen here. I, I'm confused. I, I understand the, like, yeah, let me go take it a step further and really, like, put the dagger in and get her out of the school. That's fine. Yeah, like, this is this but, is cute and all, but let me but drug the, her, yeah, the drug kidnap her, is, I, I, and then get her, and then... I just want to know what Columbia. it's about. What's what's the next thing here? Listen, we need cliffhangers, baby. I guess it it just seems so out of left field. Mm, 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 so out of left field. That's why you want to watch next episode. Isn't she chained up? Chained up? I thought I think she's chained to the bed. Ooh, are we gonna get a torture scene next episode? <laughs> I think it's it's she's somehow turning into this this torture artist. I can't wait. Uh, montage time. Chuck's drinking at the Empire. Blair's reading. Uh, Dan and Nate are on the sidewalk being bros. Dan doesn't want to sound like a high school cheerleader, but he tells Nate that he's glad they were in this together. And Nate tells Dan he's not hot enough to be a cheerleader. There, there's something very homoerotic about this scene. It really is. I think, that, yeah, I don't think I, there's something that, that that's the thing. Yeah, that is the thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, they seem very drunk right now. Dan tells <laughs> Nate that he made a damn good scapegoat. Nate asks Dan if he wants to play Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption. Uh, the only rule is Serena Vanderwoodson does not exist. Everyone is on the fuck Serena train now. Yeah. You ever play a Red Dead Redemption? No, of course not. I don't even know what happens in Red Dead Redemption. Mm. It's, like, it's like an old Western game. It's like made by the people that make uh, the Grand Theft Autos. Like Yellowstone? Uh, it's. <laughs> I guess it's like Yellowstone. I just know, yeah. I just know, a, I just know that's a Western. <laughs> um. Lily's on the phone. She's like, I understand. She's over 18. The, the dean was so happy that Serena withdrew, she immediately called Lily to tell her about it. And now, yeah, since this is just a random email in the middle of the night saying, hey, it's me, Serena, I withdraw, maybe you should do your due diligence and, like, double check that Serena wants to do this before doing anything official. Yeah, like, I also thought this was, like, I didn't realize it was an email. At first, I thought it was a text message. <laughs> like, you can just make an official <laughs> withdrawal through text, but still not that much like, different than an email. Like, you could just say no. it. You could just say the words, I withdraw, and that's all you need. I don't think that's how it works. I would imagine it has to be a much bigger process right. than this. Like, maybe make sure Serena does, like, make sure she's the one who sent it, obviously, or just wait until tomorrow and ask uh, hey by the way are you sure this is crazy that she acts so quickly on this but 
like she was looking for any reason to get rid of Serena. Yeah, when you break it down, I guess all you need to do is like steal Serena's phone, or or they already had access to. They, they should have just sent this email in the first place. I feel like it should be very easy for Serena to wake up the next day and be like, "Yeah, I didn't send that. I don't want to withdraw." Yeah, but who knows what's gonna happen? It's she's like, she's chained down. Like, are they right gonna now, be so. like, "Oh, it's too late. The email was sent, and it says this is me, Serena. So you're this is a verbal contract. You have to leave." In this world, yeah, that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. so um, Lily tells Eric that Serena dropped out, and we see that Eric Eric was like wearing a sash and a crown or something. Quite the look for him. <laughs> and even Eric, who was the one person who believed in Serena earlier in the episode, has lost hope in her. And uh, that, that's how you know the plan is really working. He says, "Alienate everybody, drop out of school, run away." That sounds like Serena. Like Serena has just established by now that this is what she does, and so everyone easily believes it. Yeah, this is this is it. It's, it makes sense. I would believe it too. Even Lily agrees that he's right and says there's nothing they can do anymore. Yeah, just leave her alone. Leave her to that chain just, bed. Just let her sabotage herself. Like, honestly, just no one gives a shit at this point. And uh plan was a success. And we get the final shot where Juliet is back at her place and Serena's passed out in her bed. And that is our episode. What the fuck happens next? It, it, it's got to relate to Ben somehow. I don't know. I think Juliet's going to do something that gets her in jail also. Okay, okay. Well, she already kind of uh, did. What happened- like she, she should go to jail for this. <laughs> well, yes. Um, what happens to Serena? Uh, can she win her friends back? Uh, I was going to ask if Juliet can come out on top, but you think that Juliet's going to go to jail, so that's probably not it. But is Serena going to be able to to win her friends back? Yeah, I don't know how, because there's not a single person that's on her side, and every every single person in her life thinks she she wronged them. So I, I don't know how. One. Have you ever seen uh, 12 Angry Men? I think I read it, but I don't remember what happens. Just takes that I guess one it just juror. takes the one person, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I don't think Rufus hates her. Maybe, maybe Rufus saves the day. I still love you, I still <laughs> I think we have another shirt on our hands. Yeah, Juliet has a lot of voicemails to delete from Rufus <laughs> while she has her phone. Jenny, another call from your dad? <laughs> Jenny's like, in my... Uh, 17 years or 18 years of life, my father has never told me he loves me as much as he's told Serena he loves her <laughs> just today. I believe that. Um, let's get into some segments here. We have my favorite segment, user review of the week. And we have, I believe, a new reviewer here, uh, Doug McDonald Burr. Whoa. Hello, Doug Burr. They ranked it 8 out of 10 and say a personal favorite. It's a personal favorite, but only ranked uh, the episode 8 out of 10. And they say... I will get my one criticism out of the way first. Uh-oh. There is one point where Blair says she wants to be like Hillary Clinton. That made my skin crawl because that woman is the Antichrist without <laughs> any of the charm. <laughs> I, I am willing to look the other way on that, though. This really is one of my favorite episodes the show has ever done. I can keep this vague enough to not give spoilers, but for once, Serena is put in her place. I love this because I've always hated Serena. I think she's a stuck-up bitch, and I don't care who knows it. <laughs> Blair, and Chuck, Blair and Chuck are on top from here. Their chemistry is electric. The costumes, party setting, and overall pageantry is top-notch. Dan and Nate got along well, which I always like. They have an awesome bromance. We also get to see Jenny at her most diabolical, which is great. Because she might be the hottest... Oh, wait, hold on. We also get to see Jenny at her most diabolical, which is great because she might just be the hottest girl on the show a tie with my bff a tie with my bff blair this episode really is a hidden gem and it deserves a higher rating wow higher rating than what than what you uh, gave it yeah i can't go higher than what i did but i wish it could (laughs) talking two full points from the hillary clinton reference well all i can say is i agree with everything the guy said 
<laughs> From admonishing Hillary Clinton to uh, saying that the underage girl is the hottest on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Doug McDonald Burr really oh, wow, came, he really came, came through. <laughs> Next week, the episode title is Gaslit. Do you have any predictions based on the episode title? No, that's confusing because they did that this week. I guess they're going to continue. Unless now that <laughs> Serena's chained to the bed, Juliet's going to set her apartment on fire. <laughs> with her inside <laughs> of it. The preview says someone is hospitalized. Nate I mean, tries to okay. help his parents. I might not be that far off. <laughs> yeah. So we have someone is hospitalized and also Nate trying to help his parents. Uh, let's do the episode grade. Uh, you went first last week. I'll go first this week. I feel like, again, you're low on this episode where I am appreciating the nonsense and I'm going to be higher on it, which, again, it's another episode that definitely isn't perfect, but I don't know. I just love this stretch of episodes. Like, the Juliet era of Gossip Girl is one of my favorites, and we are in the thick of it right now. Uh, Juliet just keeps ramping up the action more and more, and I, I really appreciate it. Like, teaming up with Vanessa and Jesse, Jesse, Jenny is inspired, uh, and watching them effectively take down Serena in this episode was fun to me. Uh, we got a detailed plan. I think the plan itself, whereas uh, other aspects of this episode may not have made sense, uh, the, the Jenny's plan made sense this week and, and they like explained each part of it to us every step of the way uh, just the part where Juliet's intentions and why she's going rogue is not made clear but for Jenny's part like we understand exactly what's going on and uh, house husband Rufus is still fun Lily had her badass moments Eric is back uh, Chuck and Blair are almost back to peak Chuck and Blair and then Nate and Dan are just being their bro selves and I also enjoyed that so like again I, I won't give it a range, but like I enjoyed this episode as much as the other one, so I'm gonna give it a, as high as I can without being in the A's. I'm gonna give it another B plus. Brendan, I'm assuming you're much lower. Yeah, much lower. I, I, we talked about it a lot during the episode, but we're going through a lot of much trodden territory already. With I mean, the masquerade ball in, in itself is is right overdone. You have a problem with with the repeating stuff. Yeah, like the the Serena Blair contention with her wanting to do everything that Blair does is is overdone the uh Serena being worried about what her mom thinks of her um the, the how many times can we have Nate, Nate and Dan fight for Serena <laughs> um I, I think the list goes really on really is it's, it's, there's so much it really the is same. like a, a, gr- a greatest hits episode it, it really is uh, and, and it's it's like the, we've, the other versions of this episode are better uh i think it's a little sloppy i i still can't get behind the motivations of everyone trying to take down serena like why we've been we've been trying to take serena down for like 10 episodes straight <laughs> I, I don't understand what has this poor girl done to any of you uh it's just just a little ins- it, i think it's getting a little too zany for me but I, I do like the blair and chuck stuff i i'm happy with the, the place that the relationship's in right now also kind of crazy that we got here from where we were just like 10 episodes ago also I th- a lot of stuff's just like happening really really fast in this season it, it just mm-hmm. i don't know it's t- too quick for me um and just a little but at sloppy. the same time, the, the the Juliet reveals have been very slow paced throughout yeah, the season. Yeah, we yeah, still yeah. don't even know what's going on with her. <laughs> no idea. Uh, I, I'll give a, a slight bump for the insane Juliet ending too, because she might be uh, torturing <laughs> Serena next episode, which is kind of funny. Um, I'll give it a C minus. All right, fine. Just because of the cliffhanger, you, you convinced me with the cliffhanger at the end. I was going to give it a D All right. Okay, I'm glad we're at least in the respectable C range. Yeah. Um. MVP, listen, 
maybe I'm biased, but we haven't had many opportunities to give Jenny an MVP. So I have to take advantage when we get them. And uh, Jenny is the MVP of her team, and uh, her team was the winning team this week, so it's well-deserved. All episode, everyone else is just praising her. Juliet's practically bowing down to her and singing her praises. Vanessa brought her in because she knows how amazing she is. Even Gossip Girl is calling her a ringer. Like, everyone just knows and appreciates Jenny for the icon that she is, and she delivers. She comes up with the brilliant plan to make Serena pretty much lose everything, and then also doesn't take it a step too far like Juliet does by drugging her, withdrawing her from college, and kidnapping her. So, uh, Jenny, I'm going to give her the MVP here. Very good. Very, very good. I agree with all that. Uh, but I'll be giving a different blonde an MVP. My girl Lily is getting another I MVP from I me. Knew, I knew I knew you would. <laughs> really saying true to form. <laughs> I mean, she's, she does everything she does best. This is a, a perfect Lily episode. She's not overused as a parent. She doesn't overstep any boundaries. She helps Serena constantly and does everything she can to, to just cover everything up and be awesome. And it knows exactly when to give up on her as well. <laughs> so... <laughs> Way to go, Lily. Thank you for right, not letting uh, anyone victim blame your daughter. Yeah, I mean, I thought I was going to go with Lily just at, just when I saw that first scene with her, when she, like, puts the Dean in her place, but then I, I had to end up shifting to Jenny. Oh, no, yeah, Jenny's a good option. Um, yeah. As for the LVP, I, I mean, this episode is pretty much 42 minutes of dunking on Serena <laughs> really and is. making her lose everything. Like, who knows where she'll even be waking up next episode and, you know, if she'll have any friends or support of any kind or any of her toes and fingers left once uh, she's done getting tortured. Like, Jenny and friends completely destroyed her life. Uh, Juliet is finally about to murder her like she's wanted to all season. <laughs> like, I have to give Serena the LVP here. Yeah, easy Serena LVP. This is, there's no other option, honestly. <laughs> she's the only way. A colossal collapse. Colossal collapse. Like, yeah, she might be hospitalized when we get to the start of the next episode. She just might be. So do LVPs for Serena here. Uh, and that does it for our segments, except, of course, for everyone's favorite segment, Lonely Boys Theater. You are now listening to Lonely Boys Theater. And we are going to do a two-person scene this episode, obviously, since we are just two people, uh, which means it's a it's a great time to go back to the, to, to the heart of the show, really, the Blair and Chuck of it all. And uh, I guess we'll just why why mess with success? I'll be Chuck and you be or no, sorry, I'll be Blair and you be Chuck. Okay, I know, I almost threw you for a loop there. Um, so Brendan, I have my script in front of you. Uh, you can start whenever you're ready. Okay, I'll give you the money to start whatever foundation you want. <laughs> it won't change anything. Anne's right. As long as I'm with you, I'm Hillary in the White House, and I want to be Hillary, Secretary of State, but with better hair. Then you'll find another way to show the world you're a force to be reckoned with. We'll build our futures together. You sound a little more southern than I'm used to. What <laughs> is is this an accent you're putting on? I'm, you know, I'm getting loopy I... in my older years. Get her, killery, killery. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, I followed my heart all last year, and it led me nowhere. Now I need to follow my head. My head. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Do you not remember from last year where that, that's the word that makes uh, that makes Blair orgasm? Oh, oh yeah, true, 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 true. You, you don't know. Uh, uh, sorry about my accent from earlier. Um, oh, I'm back, baby. You don't need to choose. Oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm a little. Oh, oh. I'm, I'm a sinner this episode too. You don't need to oh choose God. between them. Look at Brad and Angelina. They take turns on top. Oh, how sexual! Uh, yeah, but. She won an Oscar first. I'm sorry, but I have to be Blair Waldorf before I can be Chuck Bass's girlfriend. I love you. 
I love you too. I don't expect you to wait. If two people were meant to be together, eventually they'll find their way back. You really believe that? I do. I do! Head. So do I. <laughs> so, so do I. Um, wow, what what a scene. Very good. Very, I mean, it was almost as if you were portraying two different characters at, at, at some points there. Yeah, um, the first guy flew away on a skateboard. I'll see ya. <laughs> Bye-bye. <Gotta> go. <laughs> um, oh, boy. Well, another great Lonely Boys Theater, another great episode. Uh, Brendan, what are you plugging? Well, we are going to be doing this show more, right? <laughs> so it wasn't next week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's something. Yep, yep. Uh, we also have a show, a, a sister show called The Hoppy Boys, where... Me and Brian talk about beer sometimes. Uh, last episode, we talked about healthy sodas. Did you get around to listen to that healthy sodas episode? Did that give you any good recommendations? I listened to it yesterday, and at first I was like, ooh, healthy sodas, maybe I'll check this out. But then I was like, I mean, you know what it's going to be? It's going to be a thing where it's like, uh, how healthy is it really? Is it really even that much healthy? And then, like, how good is it really? Like, I'm really just going to be... You know, getting like a half good drink with that's not even right that that healthy, and it's just going to be like either either actually drink a healthy drink or actually drink a soda. Like this meat in the halfway, I think I'm just going to be disappointed on both ends. Yeah, I think that's kind of where we landed too. Like where they, they taste pretty good, um, but like I, it it just makes you wish you were drinking the, the actual thing the whole time. Right, it's it. it's almost not really worth it. So uh, you can listen to that. We're hopefully going to be getting back to the beer soon. Maybe someday we'll have Charles Kurz on the, on the show. Um, we have some good <laughs> guests coming up. We'll, we'll ha- you know, now I'm afraid to promise other guests because of what's happened to me with, with him. He's so really, just, he's really scarred I, you I, I for life. just about to tell you who's coming on next after that or before him, but now I'm afraid to say it. So see, why do you think I never do it on, on, on air? I don't even tell you who the guest I, is going to be. That's a good, a good rule, a good rule of thumb. Uh, there'll be guests in the future. <laughs> I'll, I'll say that much. Um, and then, uh, there's the Sandy Boys on patreon.com slash the Boys pod for $3. You can get 16, 17, 18. I don't even know how many more. We're just cranking out episodes over there. We're getting, uh, towards the back half of the back third of the, of the season, season one coverage of the OC. Listen to that. It's just what we do here, but for the OC. So if you like that show, you'd love hearing our coverage of it. It's just like our amazing coverage of the Gossip Girl television show. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's three bucks. For is that one? That's so much. As Scott Ackerman says, Such a good deal. if you like what you're getting here, you're only getting half the picture. There's so much more. Right. So much more on the other side of the paywall. Second half. Second half. The other side of the paywall. Wow. Right? Yeah, that's how they all wow. start. Wow. <laughs> uh, huh. That's it for me. All right. All right. Um, this is coming out on uh, May 26th. So I will plug uh, Lita's birthday. Happy birthday, Lita. Happy birthday, Lita. Um, I will plug us going to the Taylor Swift concert. Yeah, it's more which, important than because of her that, birthday. <laughs> I dare you. For the first time, I will not be spending Lita's birthday with, with Lita I, because, uh, you know. You spend, you spend every actual day? Um, the, the weekend, at least. Okay. If, 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 sometimes the weekend, if sometimes the weekend starts, uh, you know, Sometimes the week the weekend starts the same day of the week. Every it's week, usually Memorial Day. If, if, it's a long if her yeah, if her birthday falls on like a Tuesday or Wednesday, it's kind of like I, I can't really do that. But if it's like you know, if her birthday's on a Thursday through Monday, I can usually swing getting there on the mm-hmm. actual day. It would have been perfect this this weekend because it's on a Friday. I know, 
I know it. Don't don't wow. I know it? Also, I'll plug that uh, Little Mermaid comes out uh, today. If you're listening oh, to this, so I'll fun. plug the Little Mermaid. Uh, okay, I'll have to see that eventually. I don't know. I, you know, getting less We're and busy less time to go to the movies boys. these days. Oh, yeah. But yeah, we are the busy boys. Um, Save by the Bell reboot. That's good. That's good. That's good. Two episodes in. <laughs> Okay, yep. that's all I need to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I figured you were waiting for me to say something. Uh, that's all I got. I, I don't think I've. Uh, I don't think I've. Uh, yeah. Let's go to bed. Okay. Let's go to bed. Let's. Um, what do I usually do? Oh yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at MattyFresh24. You can follow Brendan at Ruppy Puppy. You can follow his other pad cut pop, 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 podcast at the Hoppy Boys Pod. You can come back next week where hopefully we will have a guest. We'll be back in our guest era. Oh, we definitely will because uh, Thanksgiving's around the corner, so oh, you know who's going to be here, baby. You know who's going to be here. I won't say the name, so it's not the jinx it, but uh, mm-hmm. he's got a lot to say, and she's not afraid to say it. So uh, <laughs> you, you can come back next week where we'll be uh, breaking down Season 4, Episode 10, Gaslit. But until then, you know you love us. XOXO. Love the boys. Love.